So, uh, you've been having some great pandemic times. Oh, yeah. I had a wonderful uh, quarantine. I even grew a quarantine beard. I was going to say I didn't get to see it, but I, I could imagine it was... I just think of it as being just all patchy and just kind of no. like mange looking. <laughs> well, it was out of control for sure, but it wasn't... It wasn't like patchy or gross looking. <laughs> I don't... It's just... I just see it as like... Because I can't see you as like a lumberjack, burly kind of beard kind of guy. So I just see it as like the South Park, just like kind of gluing on <laughs> pubes to make it look like a beard kind of thing. <laughs> I'll drop a picture in the YouTube video. That, w- that would be funny because I'm curious now. If I have one. I think I have one. But yeah, I got a... Uh, I, I was very productive with my time. Uh, I put stuff on the walls. I definitely um cleaned up and expanded on my my room here that we're recording in yeah no it, it looks amazing like you really you really put some effort into this one now you got all the <laughs> the pictures up around the ceiling you got most of those shelves up those look really good too you can see nancy up there now yeah nancy from nightmare uh, i if you hadn't noticed i got enough room for one more uh, 24 by 36 poster. You know what you're going to put over there? The plan is to get a 24 by 36 uh, Strangers Pray at Night poster and get it signed by the three of them. And, you know, it's got the sack, sack man holding the axe. Yeah, and, I remember like, the that, girls that on the cover. Side. Yeah. That's what I want. So we'll see if that I, I'm betting that one would probably be a cheaper one to find, too. Yeah. The problem is finding it in 24 by 36 because the movie posters come out in 27 by 40 for theaters usually yeah so and that one's a little too big for the spot you could probably get away with a uh not so legit copy yeah i'm Uh, yeah that's the thing dude amazon has become like the wild west with that kind of stuff i find so much unlicensed stuff on there now like they don't even care as long as they're making a cut (laughs) of it yeah that's what my final destination poster is uh, that I got just for Devin Sawa at Horror Hound because I wanted it to be the image from from the movie, like the movie cover. Yeah. And because the theatrical one is the same picture, but it's a little weirder. Like Devin Sawa doesn't look like Devin Sawa. It's a little more like edited. They kind of photoshopped it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's where half their face is a skull, you know. I remember like that one. Light. They they kind of stole that for a newer movie, uh, one called The Prodigy. Yeah, has this little kid where like I think like half of his face is like a skull like that. I'm like, wait a minute, You're like, I've I, seen this before. Final Destination. Yeah. Um, but I I got like a an unofficial one off of eBay because I wanted that or Amazon because I wanted that very specific poster and i love that like the the one from the blu-ray and dvd or dvd and blu-ray release yeah not like the home video release not the because back then it was vhs and dvd yep but um not the one that was in theaters because i just like it a little more and i'm like if he's gonna sign it i want them to be able to tell that it's him you know it was the same thing with like his other movie idle hands yeah that one had an awesome uh, VHS cover, but I can't for the life of me remember if it was the same as the movie poster version. 
But that's another one that there's a Blu-ray coming out from. Uh, I already pre-ordered. Is it Shout it. Factory is doing that one. Yeah, Scream Factory. Yeah, yeah I completely same. forgot about. It. I might have to get on that. <laughs> I see if I can still it. get it. But um, that one I remember being like the the go-to Devin Sawa movie. Like I like Final Destination, but the the humor in that one was just too good. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm gonna have anything to do with the poster. So if you don't get a poster and you want that from me, I'll work something out. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't have enough space. I, I might make <laughs> an offer on that one because I like the new cover art design they yeah. made for that. If you don't get one yourself, which is fine. Um, I know we both watched some movies over uh, over the course of this quarantine. We did indeed. And uh, I guess welcome to the Knife Shift. That That's right. This uh, is our lead-in. That'll be our lead-in. again people i bet you thought that we had been exposed to covid and had come down with the zombie fever never to be seen again but luckily here we are back in the studio so to speak i guess that that could use some explanation as well um because i haven't seen you in a month it has been a really long time now i'll just get it out of the way and say i have no idea if i had it or not i might have had it but that's the weird thing about this virus is that it affects so many people differently. You never really know. Like, nobody could get tests. I know when I when I think I had it, I was trying to get tested, and they were basically telling me, unless you're on death's door, you're not coming in here. Yeah. And I wasn't that bad. I had, like, a, a messed up headache. I felt like crap for, like, two weeks straight. And I was off of work for more time than pretty much everybody else was because we got that layoff. But, yeah. I mean, I could have had it, but then now it's been more than a month, so I feel comfortable going out, and I'm not going to infect anybody with it. Yeah, so the thing is that work called us all back, and we were kind of like, well, we're working with each other, right next to each other. Right. So why aren't we doing the knife shift? So that kind of sprung into action our hiatus, or I guess a break from our hiatus. Yes, a it, break only from took, our break. it only took a week at work or less than that because we took today off <laughs> we took we're the like, day off <laughs> screw it this is worth it we're doing this we took the day off for you guys because um, we love you we love you so much that's true uh, i i just want to say first off genuinely i'm i'm sorry for the lack of content in a while um because i was i was shocked at the amount of you guys that subscribed and that um were watching our videos and then we just quit on you guys. That was not our intention. It was unintentional. Um, when when the the COVID stuff hit, it just kind of it affected us like it affected a lot of other people. And uh, we talked about trying to do stuff online, but it never really worked out. So, uh, but here we are. I, right? I think our fans are smart enough to understand that when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> Sometimes you got to make a couple of sacrifices. And if you were anything like us, you probably spent the majority of the time hunkered down with a, an industrial sized pallet of popcorn and just watched as many damn movies as you could get your dirty little hands on. And I know that's what I did. Can I just say that I hate that expression? 
What, dirty little hands? No. When the crap hits the fan. When <laughs> the crap hits the fan? Have it's, you ever it seen... It gives me a really gross visual okay, every time people You probably see haven't it. even seen Airplane. I've seen parts of it. There is literally a scene where crap hits the That's fan. That's disgusting. <laughs> but I... it doesn't do what you think it's going to do. It hits the fan and just slides off. <laughs> I'm sure it's funny, but it just sounds gross. Oh, it is. No. <laughs> Sorry, not to take away from the point of what you were saying. I know I got a sidetrack there. <laughs> no, but we watched, between us, I think we watched more movies in this span of time than we normally would have. For obvious reasons. I mean, you can't really go out except to forage for food and possibly fight someone to death for the last roll of toilet paper, but that joke's been <laughs> done to death for, the, like, the last month. So but it's reality. It, it kind of is. I mean, honestly, did you run out of anything? No, I did not. I didn't either, but not to say people well, didn't. I, we live in a more rural area, so we're a little bit luckier in that respect. I, I did have to do a couple of grocery trips uh, during my time in quarantine, but that's it. Yeah. And I never... I never got there and couldn't get anything. I was the same way. Although there was there was one point where we had, I think, five rolls left. And I went to uh, the local supermarket, just went up to that Chiefs. And uh, they did have, like, five rolls or packs of toilet paper on the shelves. And I'm like, oh, it's a miracle. <laughs> and this was after, like, the those first two weeks when it first started, man, Walmart was just <laughs> gutted. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to dwell on the COVID thing for too long, but, like... I yeah because I made a thing about it at work where I genuinely we needed toilet paper at the house we were almost out and oh I remember you talking about this yeah <laughs> but it was like right after all this hit and everyone was going crazy buying up all the toilet paper and I'm like I'm gonna seem like one of those crazy people buying up all the toilet paper I just need <laughs> toilet paper okay guys well this <laughs> is when having a detachable shower head really comes in handy. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, if you got to do it. We're not going there. That's, <laughs> all right. Do you want to start off with some of the things you watched, or you want you want me to start? Uh, yeah, you care. know what? I'll, uh, I'll, How you list, do I'll list off a couple, and then we'll okay. throw it back to you, and I'll do a couple more. But uh, we're going to try to keep it as spoiler-free for you guys as possible, because we realize maybe you didn't see one of these movies, so we don't want to give away too much. We're just going to hit the broad strokes. What we thought about it, maybe give it a little bit of a rating. Not too much of an in-depth review, but just to get you uh, some idea of what we've been doing. Uh, the first one I'll talk about, I know it's going to be one that you're going to already have to chime in for, but I finally watched Urban Legend. Yes, and I know. you didn't like it. I Well, <laughs> I didn't hate it. And I know I can probably talk enough about this one because everybody has probably seen this movie at this point. Okay. But... I thought it was a little bit tacky, a little bit, you know... Now explain, like, what do you mean by tacky? I mean, it Because was when like, you talk about horror, there's all sorts of, there's there's a lot levels of, of cheese yeah, that go into these. There's so a lot I, of, uh, there's a lot of overlap between those movies so, where somebody will do the same kind of thing. But this movie, it seemed like a super cut of other horror movies. Like, they just came up with, like, all these things that had been done before... And like keep I don't realize that this urban movie, legend. Keep in mind that this movie is like twenty years old, and it is. Yeah, <laughs> there were there were parts that I honestly enjoyed. Uh, I thought the the pop rocks and coke thing was kind of funny. Yeah, uh, some of the stuff was done pretty well, but then you know, 
uh, I'm a gun nut, so whenever it came to the scene with the uh, the Beretta that she's holding on the guys, and I'm like, there were like five different ways to die already in that scene, and somehow nobody got killed. But then you also understand that it's it's a story. So then, like, by the end, well, well granted, we had a disagreement on that. Yeah. Um, uh, you you kind of thought it was a uh... so. So, spoilers for Urban Legend, um, if you haven't seen it, it's an old movie, but uh, I get it, some people don't want to know, so I'm about to spoil it. So the ending, it cuts to, uh, dang it, what's her name? Um, Sasha. Yeah. No, Sasha's the one that works in the radio station. I'll come up with it in a second. Natalie's the main character. Um, Brenda, it's Brenda. Brenda Um, Bates. Yeah. Brenda so, Bates, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> are we going with, like, is this a playoff of we should have known it was it was her all along because of Patrick Bates from, uh, or no, that was, uh, I'm thinking of Norman Bates. Yeah. I always get Norman Bates and Patrick Bateman are yeah, really close Yeah, I know, they're head. so close. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so the ending, Brenda, uh, it cuts to her sitting in, like, uh, a college, like, what would you call the... Uh, like a common area. Yeah, and and they're all sharing the story. But the way that it pans out, it's like... Uh, like, it all, it all happened. It's not like it was a dream. It happened, but to what extent were details, like... Shared with the public. Well, to what extent were details exaggerated? Because when people tell stories, that's what we do as storytellers. So you kind of think and the I entire think, movie... I think the entire movie was was told, retold, and we're getting the retelling. But I don't think that things start exaggerating until the intentionally until the end, and people are like, "Wait!" And then when it's the re- reveal and it backs out, and the guy's like, "And they never found a body." And then Brenda is still there, so obviously Brenda was real, and Brenda did it. But to the extent of the details of like. Uh, like she falls out of a building and she's still alive and then how is she in the car and then like to that extent I think those are people trying to tell like they play on the the whole storytelling it would have been it would have been more obvious to me that that's what they were doing is if the uh the ending scene would it opened up into it it had like shimmery dream sequence thing like it was coming out of like a, yeah. someone telling a story then i would have been like okay i know what they're doing now that's cheesy though i know but the whole movie was cheesy <laughs> you want to talk about cheesy let's talk about uh yeah officer reese wilson you don't like reese the the uh the badass uh female security <laughs> guard that uh this is what I really wanted to say to you, because I just remembered this, okay. and this is the part that just, the movie, like, kind of died for me Foxy at this point. Cleopatra. Because I know they used, <laughs> they must have used her as the basis for uh, the character in Scream Queens. Oh, they did. And I want to stop you right there real quick. Don't forget what you're saying. Okay. Um, there's a s- slight spoiler, but not really. She returns in the sequel. She's the only reoccurring character in the sequel. Okay. Um, so alleged- allegedly she, she got fired because she refused to keep quiet on everything that happened and then gets reassigned she's in the sequel um there's a scene in the sequel where the main character for for urban legend final cut is walking and she pulls up she's a security guard and uh, 
the dialogue from that scene actually that almost that whole scene is redone and like ripped off from intentionally and put into Screen Queen <laughs> where where uh, she pulls over uh, Zayde yeah and she's like where are you going girl at this hour get in that's from Urban Legend okay so like yeah that's they definitely play off of that that's funny no it was, <laughs> okay towards the end of the movie in Urban Legend uh, Officer Wilson we'll call her uh, was Throughout, throughout, okay, the, the three-quarter point, maybe halfway point, she starts carrying a gun, and she's had this gun for a, a good amount of the movie. It's it's like a, a smaller, like, subcompact 9mm, I want to say maybe a three eighty. It, it's not too big, but it's uh, it's a handgun. You know, they, they pretty much do the same damage until you start getting up into, you know, 45, 50 cal. So, towards the very end of this movie... She's like, oh, shit's getting real. I gotta go bust out the big gun. So she unlocks a gun case and pulls out a Beretta 92FS. It's, you know, for those that can't see me, pretty much everyone, I'm making, you know, measurements with my hands. It's about this big. It's just a bigger gun. But it fires the same bullets as the gun she already had. So what the hell was the point of that? <laughs> She already had a gun. Mind you, she probably would have had a better time having the smaller gun because you have less of a chance of having it taken away from you from a bad guy when you don't have this giant gun in your hand that they can just grab, which is pretty much exactly what happens in the movie. No, I was yelling at my screen while I was watching this because it was like it was like the gun sin of the movie. I'm like, what are you doing? But I'll digress and just say, you know, it was an okay movie. Yeah. If I was going to give it a rating, I'll throw it a strong 5 out of 10. <laughs> I know I'm a little bit uh, leaning towards it being cheese, but, yeah. it, but it was tasty cheese. I'll give it that. It was it was okay. It's, uh, I don't know, there's just, granted that I grew up on it, it's like the um, Joshua Jackson, and he like turns on the car and the Dawson's Creek song plays, and like, oh god, <laughs> like uh, Michael Rosenbaum, I love Michael Rosenbaum. And uh, Mikey likes it, <laughs> and uh, that's what he signed my Urban Legend poster. He wrote that on oh, there yeah? for me. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I've met him and Alicia Witt now, but I want to get as many of them to sign it as I can. That's um, a pretty good one to get to. I'll I'll just move on from here from yeah, the Urban ahead. Legend. Uh, one of the other ones I watched that was a classic that you're like, oh, how did you like that one? Yes, I finally watched House of Wax. <laughs> and I did not realize it just had a birthday. I guess it just turned like 20 years old or did something it? like that. Or maybe 15 or 16 years old. I was going to say, old. if that one turned 20, that one's that one came out after Urban Legend. It's, it's sure. been a little bit. I know the, the anniversary of its release just came up because another podcast that I follow, uh, shout out to Nightmare on Film Street. Like They just threw up the, something on Twitter about that so I just like oh yeah I just watched that movie I'm gonna throw out a dumb question mm-hmm. but I genuinely don't know is that a remake or is that an original it uses the same name as another movie from a long time ago but it, but changes it has plot. almost nothing other than it involves wax figures everything in the story got changed okay so it's so is that an original or do you count it as you a know, remake i think they still have to say that it's a remake you could say reimagining 
Okay. I, I would just say that, yeah, it's it's a rehash of not exactly the same story, but the same kind of concept about wax figures being creepy as shit, which they totally are. It was a decent movie. I would say I, I actually liked that one a little bit more than Urban Legend, but yeah. not so much that I'm going to run out and buy a copy. It's just, you know, it was it was a fun watch. And I'll admit, just like I said to you, I watched it to watch Paris Hilton get killed. Yeah. Because I really wanted to see the payoff there. <clears throat> and it was it was explicit. I yeah. will say that. I mean, I, I should have saw it coming that she was going to die in was some kind of... Was that a pun? Was yeah. that an awful pun? <laughs> <laughs> Is that too far? <laughs> you know, honestly, there were, there were parts in that movie why I liked it a little bit more than Urban Legend that I did not see coming. Yeah. Like the part where... Uh, I forget her name, but she's like the main final girl that uh, went to the uh, the town, the little town, to try and find like the mechanic with her boyfriend, and uh, she is trying to. Mister Jared Padalecki. She's, she's uh, already been abducted by the guy, by one of the two brothers, by like the more evil one that it turns out to be is like the good-looking one's the more evil one, but. Uh, <laughs> He, she gets, like, abducted by this guy and is being, like, held down below, gets her mouth glued shut. It's a weird scene. But then she kind of breaks free when her other buddy shows up and she's trying to get his attention by, like, gripping through the sewer grate. And I did not see that coming where he just bends down and just clip. Like, ooh. Oh, that's awful. Oh, yeah. my God. That was, that, was, uh, that was a little graphic. I'm wincing over here just to give you guys a visual. <laughs> yeah, that one, uh, it caught me off guard. But there's there's not a lot of movies that can do that anymore. Like, I saw it coming, I'm like, oh, she's going to retract. She's not going to, ooh, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's one that, uh, when that came out, not a lot of people liked it. I, I feel, at least personally, I feel like in school, because I was in school when that came out, um, a lot of people were like, That's dumb. But I, but I watched it, and I didn't understand why people were like that. I really enjoyed it. I think it was the characters. Yeah. I think it was really hard to like the characters that they gave you in that movie. And it really, it made it hard to put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Because by the end of it, I'm, I'm pretty much like the rest of the audience that was watching it out there. I'm just waiting for these fuckers to die. Yeah. I just want to see how they get it. Because there are some annoying... I don't know, college, end of high school, senior kind yeah. of thing. Uh, like high school kids that were cast that yeah. way too old. Like two of them. <laughs> I don't know. Two of them were just uh, jocks. It, it's been too long since I've seen it. I I remember things about them, like scenes and things, but I don't remember names or ages. <laughs> well, we'll cut to the quick of uh, this movie just having one of the most phenomenal ending sequences. I've seen it in a movie in quite some time, and that's that's shocking to me that it was like I've I hadn't heard that much about this movie other than hey, there's another horror movie that has Paris Hilton in it, and everyone's like, ugh, I don't want to watch that. But then those special <laughs> effects at the end, man, that was killer to see that whole house of wax literally is like the you should say the titular house of wax. You don't want to get into too spoilery territory, yeah. but like so I will I'll cut it off there, but just saying. That one's worth a watch. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out, like, to, because the most popular name now would be Jared Padalecki, who went on to do Supernatural for, like, freaking 20 years. 
<laughs> they yeah. never stopped. Uh, they're about to end it at 15. But um, but he was... There's a couple horror films that he did before he really got into got his popularity in Supernatural. But that scene with him at the piano is just... That sticks with me. That's I don't know harsh. Why. Yeah. Like, I don't... Again, I don't want to get into too big a spoiler territory, but, like, that's the scene that I brought up to you when you said you watched it. I'm like, oh, that scene, huh? That's that's my big takeaway from that movie. I did not expect it to be as effects heavy as it was, and I guess dumb me. I mean, House of Wax, you would think there's probably got to be some effects in there somewhere, but I didn't think it was going to be as like violent as it turned out to be. So yeah, not right. a bad flick. That's two movies from my generation. What are you doing over there, Jonas? <laughs> I mean, we haven't even talked about. I'll, I'll save the the other one. Unless you really want to dive right into it that I talked to you at work about. It's up to you. We're here now. Uh, Alright. Let's let's talk about it. I watched 13 Ghosts again. <laughs> 13 Ghosts. This movie did not hold up very well over time. <laughs> I, got, I gotta say, I, I love uh, Matthew Lillard. Love the shit out of that guy. SLC Punk is one of my favorite movies. He was great in Scream. He's been great in a lot of things. I mean, even in Hackers. He was one of the best characters in that movie. I haven't. Hackers just seemed... Oh, it's dated as hell. (laughs) It's It's dated, (laughs) but it's still fun. Like, to watch that movie is just a pure comedy now. Like, it has no stakes. Like, it's just absurd. But, oh man, The 13 Ghosts, that was probably his worst role. Really? Yeah, I I gotta say it. And I like I said, I love him as an actor. I just think maybe he got bad direction... It was probably a crappy script, but his whole character is basically just wincing and getting migraines and then yelling. Yeah. That's pretty much the only acting he does in That's that movie. That's what he does, man. He gets migraines. Watch, as I mean, you watched SLC Punk. Yeah, he can I do. do good acting. That's on my list. That's one of the movies I watched over quarantine. We'll have to talk about that in here in a little bit, but uh, I would, I'm just going to say 13 Ghosts. Holy crap, I remember it being a lot better than it turned out to be. And you know this was like the first DVD made? This was like the yeah. first DVD you saw in all the shops and video stores back in like 99. You know, if you if you talk to Matthew Lillard in person, he's it's funny. I don't I don't want to hate on the movie uh, because granted I haven't given it a rewatch in a while. I feel like I would still enjoy it. You'd I would still enjoy, enjoy it. it. But you but, are, you're going to pick some things apart you yeah. probably didn't before. Um, uh, Matthew Lillard always says that. He's like, I don't understand why people like that movie so much. It's a <laughs> terrible movie. So, like, he he doesn't think the movie is good. See, I didn't know that before we yeah. got into this conversation, so I'm, I'm glad I um, came down on the side of Matthew Lillard on that one. Uh, he, he autographed a 13 Ghosts photo for Leanna at... Um, we already talked about it on here at uh, Motor City Nightmares, and uh, yeah. he he wrote uh, "ghosts, not goats." <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's from the movie. Yeah, that's the line that he <laughs> like. He there's signed goats it. in the house. Ghosts, ghosts, not goats, <laughs> or not goats, ghosts. Well, however he says it. <clears throat> Excuse but, me. Yeah, but yes, that movie. Oh my god, it just. So many things with it are just off the wall. I don't understand. It's a very, it's a very creative idea though, and I see why so many people liked it. It's a good um, idea. And all the different, like the 
collecting of these tortured ghosts and souls if that would be one granted i know how people take you know remakes but that would be one that or if it got the netflix treatment or something oh, it was a series and like yeah. 13 episodes 13 ghosts oh that would be great um do an episode that's on the different ghosts and build from there no, that i would, would definitely go for that that would be wonderful wouldn't it it would be much better than having it be uh you were the 13th ghost all along but then Matthew Lillard dies, and suddenly there's 14 ghosts, or... But he wasn't collected. He wasn't one of the... Look, of I the don't 13th. make the rules. The title was... And look at how it's spelled. Seriously. <laughs> look at how this is spelled. It's spelled T-H-I-R-1-3-E-N, ghosts. <laughs> it's like they saw the movie Seven, and how that title was spelled well, sure. and said, hey guys, I want that as my title. Well, sure, that's what movies do. They uh, they inspire each other. <laughs> they didn't inspire them enough. Uh, okay, yeah, and enjoyable, I'm sure, it is. I'm sure it's cheesy. And of course, as any other 90s, uh, late 90s horror movie, it ends on a rap song. <laughs> For no reason whatsoever, <laughs> just suddenly hip-hop jams uh, start coming out as soon as the ghosts are all dead. What does Scream <laughs> end on? Do you know? <clears throat> yeah, it ends on uh, kind of a a low key soft rock kind of song. Yeah, but it's like it's it's a good ending for it because it's like calming, like it's all over. Yeah, we might have to look that up during one of the if we have a break here and see what what song that was. But I'm pretty sure it was a softish kind of rock song. The one thing that I do recall from Thirteen Ghosts that I was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, well. One, one the the turn of the the lady who's working for the forces of good that then oh nope she's working with yeah. that always felt forced i'm like what are her motives for the switch like i guess she was into it. that's i don't know i'm not but buying it was it. was her but, boyfriend in on it too but well he like, right like when was the switch was it after he died or was it the well where she pretending that yeah in the opening uh, we will yeah. never know but other than that, um, I did always wonder, because they make the family out to be really, like, oh, this is a really poor family. They're really struggling in this apartment, you know, like this small apartment. And, but they have a nanny. Right. Like, I don't know how things are where you guys are from, but, you know, around here, like... if you're really poor, you can't afford a nanny. Right. Like, was, I don't... She, was she living? Because she was talking about, I think she was talking about picking out one of the rooms, too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that that might be something that I just don't understand how things work, because that's not how things work around here. Maybe it's different in the city. Okay, fi final thing I'll say about this movie, and I think it's kind of hilarious that we all gloss over this fact. Uh, that movie was 100% nothing happened because there was no story arc. They ended exactly where they began. They didn't get the house. They didn't have anything. Like, everything was tied in with the house. The well, house is gone. So they're all just leaving and going back to the apartment after this. Well, Monk had closure for his wife's death. That, yeah, that's pretty much all <laughs> we got was so... that they got to say goodbye. And they're like, well, now we're poor again. Yeah. Time to try. It's just like, I'm sorry, but we can't have a nanny anymore. Maybe there was insurance on the house. Well, that's all going to be gone with the insurance money they have to pay off for Matthew Lillard's family. <laughs> that's not... 
<laughs> I mean, how many people just died in that house? Well, their lawyer died, so now, <laughs> oh, they gotta, now they're screwed. Now they gotta find someone. <laughs> That's uh, like Jurassic Park. The yeah. lawyer dies. Oh, well. He was over the top evil, too, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm an evil lawyer. <laughs> Hope the ghosts don't get me. Yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> where's talk- the lawyer? He split. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> Such a that's, that's intentional, though. <laughs> there, you can tell that's intentional, right? Oh yeah, no, it's supposed to be. That's um, what made me like think: What is this movie trying to be? Is it trying to be corny? Is it trying to be serious? Some of the times, it's it's hmm. such a weird mutant of a movie. Yeah, but yeah, watch Thirteen Ghosts again and get a laugh out of it. Um, or don't and watch Ghost Ship because it's, Ghost in my Ship. opinion, better. And th- those were like the rival films. That they were came out around, out the, same around the same time. Yeah. And, yeah, so it was like, those were the two big horror films that people were talking about. Ghost Ship and 13 Ghosts. I'm like, well, Ghost Ship. <laughs> but I do enjoy them both. Uh, so go ahead if you got had something else. Oh, I've got I've got a ton more. Let's do They're one They're probably yours. sick of hearing about 13 Ghosts. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I will just quickly say, since we brought it up, that um, I wasn't going to talk much about it because it's not a horror film, but uh, you let me borrow SLC Punk, and it, I kept right. putting it off, and um, I did eventually get around to watching that during the quarantine. Was that not a great movie? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's, it was enjoyable. It's such a downer, but... Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but it's basically... A movie about being a punk in the 80s in Salt Lake City, where there were no punks. So basically, uh, two guys that are best friends, Steve-O and Bob, they live in a what looks like a crack den that's just beat up, and uh, they have no jobs, they have no source of income, they just barely survive, and it sounds like a hell of a downer movie, but it's also pretty damn hilarious. I think every time Matthew Lillard goes on one of his rants about this is why this is this way and this is actually America and this is why we fight rednecks and <laughs> what would you call the the genre what is like cuz there's movies like that where it's like what's this movie about well it's not really about anything it's just you know these people life. I would say just drama drama like dramedy dramedy I think <laughs> it, it it's its own subcategory comedy drama because there are drama parts in it, but it's mostly some comedy kind of stuff. But then, you know, you have, uh, oh God, what was his name? Uh, the guy that uh, likes to go steal cars with them and sells them weed. Yeah. God, it's been so long, I, for, I forget what his name was. I can't tell you. But, but yeah, he was, oh, Mark. Yeah, it was just Mark. And he just, like, sells them pot, and then he's just like, hey, let's go steal a car. And he's just this weird East German... Like, nobody knows where he came from. Just somehow he's a millionaire. He doesn't need to be a drug dealer, but he just has fun with it. Yeah. There's a lot of characters like that in this movie. And Devin Sawa was in it. So oh it's all coming God. full circle. And Can't I, even talk about what happens to I, him. I, oh. Well, I I kind of want to. I won't, I'll try not to spoil stuff, but like... Because I... I guess without getting too into it, I was pretty straight edge in school, and I... I don't do drugs. I, I don't even drink. Um, so I just remember asking 
a friend of mine that I know knew did stuff or hadn't had in the past. It's like, is that even possible? Because there, there's some stuff with with acid, and I was like, can it affect you like just through any part on your body, like through the skin? And like they were like, yeah, like that's that's possible. The way they play it in the movie is 100% accurate. Yeah, like, that would happen if those circumstances all led one into another, and you can end up like that. Yeah, like it's it's Same. happened to people, but it takes it takes like the amount like he had like you you would go nuts and you might not come back. Yeah, but that's that's, that's up. yeah that's the but risk. That's that's, <laughs> that's also why people put it in plastic bags and don't just yeah. have it loose in their pockets. <laughs> but like the reality of that film is what makes it great, but it's also what makes it so like Kinda heavy. Haunting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I did watch that. Uh, a couple other non-horror things. I did finish the Watchmen, the TV series, and uh, it. At one point, I was kind of like, "Do I want to keep watching it?" Because I, I liked it, but it wasn't as. I love the Zack Snyder movie, and I know that's controversial that, yeah, to if, say. And if itself. you say that to a huge Watchmen right. fans, you're like, "You don't like the Watchmen. right." But like, I like the Zack Snyder movie a lot. I like those characters, and. They, I was expecting kind of a reimagining of that story in the series, yeah. and then when it came out, it was, it was still cool. It was the aftermath, so like, those I, characters weren't in it. I got, not more or less. I, I will. So, admit I got five episodes in, and I, I bailed. I, I decided I was gonna stick it out around episode four. I think is when I was like, do I want to keep? I'd watched like two or three, but it got really compelling again within the last three episodes or so i was like okay i, w I don't want to stop i want to see what happens can and i it just was... say why i mean it's it's really hard to even make this statement in 2020 and not sound evil okay but why was it so much about racism like that seemed like the whole that show. was the that that was the that was the theme yeah of the series they're just like everyone's yelling at their their uh listening devices right now that's the point <laughs> i mean i don't know um i mean i like to be creative but i'm not very creative know what i mean like i don't know i feel like they just get an idea of what they want to tell and they tell it like and then i guess it either resonates with people or it doesn't yeah, but, for most of the comments on from people I was reading online, it was getting a lot of hate. Was it? But then, I, I mean, thought how much it was... of that is legit, and how much of that is people from like 4chan and a bunch of places that are just already racist that are coming in to start bashing the the show? Yeah, I don't know. That's a big mess. Um, I just I like the universe. I like Damon Lindelof a lot. I'm a really big Lost fan, and uh, I know a lot of people hated Prometheus. I liked Prometheus. That, that was an underrated so, like, movie. I, I was excited. I'm glad that I stuck it out and finished it because the ending was really good. And by the end of it, I was kind of getting attached to the characters. Like, oh, these guys are cool. You'll have to tell me what it is when we get off a of mic so we don't okay. spoil it for anybody. Um, and I did hear there was some controversy about Dr. Manhattan. Because I saw yes. a picture. I, I posted a meme about that one. That was when I checked out of the show. 
but but to be fair it makes 100% context in the in the show that they I, turned him into a black guy yes yes <laughs> it no like i it might sound dumb but it makes 100% uh sense like it's not it's not like a like a recasting choice like let's just do this for like he physically turns himself into that like it like it's a choice for him like because he can change he's dr yeah, manhattan he, he, he can, can do whatever, whatever he wants, he wants. Yeah. so change it's not change. like <laughs> it's not like they're changing the character we know because he is still the character that we know and they even give his backstory a little bit and he's like a little ger little german boy i think he was german so it's like they're because it's not changing the things that i know already about it I didn't have a problem with it, but I was kind of confused going in because I, I had seen something about that and tried to look away so I didn't get it spoiled. But like the damage was done, and I was like, wait, but that doesn't make sense because here, here he is now. The two things I just want to but, say quick about it is the meme somebody made where they made him look like Squidward was amazing. <laughs> okay. You got me laughing so hard, you beautiful person out there. And two. Uh, the Dr. Manhattan bedside playset that uh, the one woman has at some point in the show. What? Do you know what oh, I'm talking yeah. about? Okay. Don't want to say... You know who that is, right? Yeah. Yeah, it okay. was the, the woman from like the first Watchmen yeah. movie. Yeah, it's uh, Silk Spectre. Yeah. Okay. So she still had a little, a little thing <laughs> for him, you know, after all these years. Yeah. I... I don't know. Like, after it's settled i really enjoyed it and even just you talking about it talking about that like i think i really liked it like, i pretty much have... i just liked it for uh the scenes that had uh oh what's his name ozymandias yeah trying to escape i thought that oh was that was gosh. if it was just that arc as a, as the show i probably would have watched it more because that was and fun. that whole thing when that like the quote the the uh, what am i trying to say the clone the conclusion oh, okay. of that arc is really good too I just saw um, the moon part whenever he was launching the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they got those little stations where people can like call up to Doctor Manhattan and, right. and leave messages and like, uh, is uh, it was good. Uh, I talked about that more than I thought I was gonna. Sorry guys, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, what else do do we have here? Uh, I just want to bring up some other shows that I watched. I, I in its entirety, I did binge watch The Boys. Finally, in its entirety, um, that, was that one was not one of the best series. That was really good. Um, like I couldn't stop watching yeah. it. As soon as you get to that first episode with Fast Man, or I forget what his name um, was. Dang it! I I know what it is. It's, it's been A Train. A Train. Yeah, <laughs> you get the part with uh, the main character's girlfriend having a run in with A Train. You're hooked. Yeah. Like, you can't stop watching after that. You're like, what did oh I sign gosh. up for? And it's so dark. But I love how it plays on the the culture and popularity of superheroes. Right. Stuff. This is exactly... This is like, if superheroes were a real thing, this is exactly what it would be. Yeah. It wouldn't be like Marvel, Disney, Disney-fied version. Like, they're not all going to be like super nice like Captain America I just do what's right no they're just gonna be out for themselves I mean yeah I I don't think if I 
I don't think I buy into it 100% that like, oh, that's how it would be. Because there's different factors you have to take in. Remember this quote. Unlimited power corrupts absolutely. This has been like throughout all of human history. As soon as you give someone all the power, right, they're going to become evil. But like it always happens. It's even something that's brought up in the show, again, without going too much into it. But, uh, you know, there's no super villains in the show. There's only superheroes. So Which there's no, too, yeah. there's no check and balance, you know? Like, but I think that's what the boys are starting to represent going into season yeah. two without giving away too many spoilers. But, uh, Invisible Man, that whole uh, diamond guy thing, yeah. that was a great story arc. Yeah. Like, we've got him, uh, now what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it was good. Um, I can't wait for season two on that. Uh, and then I did watch, so did you, we both watched season three of Ozark. Oh, yes. You said that you were done with, might be done with the show yeah. after three. You really didn't like it? It just, it's, <clears throat> it felt like another rehash yeah. of the same kind of story. I, I mean, I get that. That's what the story's about. But it just felt weaker then the last two seasons, uh, not as much was really happening. We're, we're kept on, you know, I'm going to turn this FBI agent and then does virtually nothing to I, do anything along those lines other than try to hand her some <clears throat> stuff and she just says no all the time. I, I do think that arc was kind of fruitless for me. I didn't really get into that. I thought that the new the new character they added in the season, uh, Wendy's brother. Yeah, I really liked. He that. was a fun character. Yeah, until the end. Yeah, um, we don't want to spoil some stuff, but yeah, he does do some questionable things at the end, but not so much just like oh, I was really into his character, but just like that whole arc as a whole and what it did for the show. I really like that addition. Do you ever remember them? mentioning him in the other two seasons was he completely written in or i'm did sure they he was completely in? written in yeah because i she don't might have, remember her. she might have said something in passing about growing up with her brother. Go back and just like i bet if we just did a deep dive on a wikipedia we could probably find somebody's already probably. figured this out but i i had the opposite effect like i that was another one that i was really drawn too. Like, I didn't want to quit watching it. I thought it was really compelling. You know what it was for me? I think I figured it out. Was because of a show that I watched. Uh, it was before the pandemic stuff happened, but it was another uh, show that had Jason Bateman in it. Yeah. It was The Outsider. I haven't watched that yet. That was an excellent series. I do want to start that soon. I will say it was about <clears throat> maybe two episodes longer than it needed to be yeah they padded it a little bit but for what the show was really about and that ending for it i want it to be as obscure as possible oh, i won't in. say a word okay. <laughs> trust me i want you to go into this as blind as i did and okay. just wonder what the hell you're watching after like the first 10 minutes that's the idea i am and that is stephen king right yes so granted it's really hit or miss uh I know we got off subject a bit. We'll lead back into the horror here. But um, I did watch The Tall Grass, which was a Stephen King movie. I think I saw that advertised it, on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, 
there are parts to that that are kind of impressive but I really didn't get into it like I don't know why it seems like it would be up my alley I didn't watch like, that one so I can't really comment it didn't uh, look okay. that interesting to me it it really wasn't like I think it's I think it's just it all takes place in these in this tall grass hmm. and the title should have told me that but for some reason, I I didn't picture the whole movie taking place in this tall like so it's a lot of people running around lost in this tall grass this whole movie and I was like okay okay but it's got Patrick Wilson in it and uh, I don't I don't know it's you know what it makes me think of Netflix was hoping lightning was going to strike twice. With a Stephen King story that's set in one location. Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. That was yeah. good. That was a great movie. They did an awesome job converting that over. You're not real. You're only made of moonlight. Oh, man. <laughs> that's great. That, just like the courtroom scene in that one, too. That, that one's just memorable. But yeah, I, I, can, I can see them trying to be like, hey, well, it worked before. Well, and they did that... 1970 am i wrong oh no you're thinking of the hulu series no there was uh there was another movie with thomas jane on netflix where it was a stephen king one i didn't get to watch it but leanna watched it and she said that granted take it with a grain of salt someone else's opinion but she said that it was pretty underwhelming but it's about a farmer and his son and um Hmm. like their crops start dying or something I'll have but to look into that it's one. Thomas Jane, but I don't know. I was going to watch that one, and then she watched it without me, and so then I was like, well... Speaking of Thomas Jane, I did rewatch The Mist, but that one is yeah. one of the most depressing movies ever made, so oh we don't have to talk about it. No, The Mist is great, um, and it's got all, it's made from the uh, original showrunner. The of, short story uh, that was written by Stephen King. That was in, I want to say it was uh, either the Night Shift collection or Minutes Past Midnight. Yeah, one of those. I have them both. Yeah, so do I. I know they're packed away somewhere, but his short story collections were always great. But he took uh, Frank Darabont, the director, uh, came up with a script that was uh, about two hours long from a 30-page story. So the way he fleshed this thing out with Evil Mrs. Carmody... Oh man, she she is one of the best villains in almost any horror movie. Is just that because... the Angela character? Yes, and, and <laughs> you guys are gonna know who we're talking about. And that's probably a good thing. But uh, there is there's a woman in this grocery store that they all take refuge when the mist hits. That uh, is a little bit of a uh, Jesus freak. I think is the most uh, generous term to use. And before the end of uh, the whole tribulation they're going through decides that the only way to appease their new uh, gods or no she she still thinks it's the god that's putting them all through this decides they have to start sacrificing people yeah and then <laughs> decides you know oh we'll just give them one a day and that'll make the monsters go away so they just start <laughs> feeding the things with yeah them. it's really messed up but there's 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 somebody we work with and i could see this person 100 percent. oh yeah doing this no I, that's I, why it's so that's surreal. why when that that scene where spoiler <laughs> uh ollie finally just ends up shooting her just like 
Thank you. You could have done that Spoilers. two days ago. <laughs> saved three lives. Yeah. Ugh. But you know, that's one of the movies that I have to give credit to. Because they get guns 100% right. Yeah. They got it with that revolver. I mean, it's a small arms. It's not going to blow something apart like in some of the other movies that I've seen. And they figured out, like, hey, guns run out of bullets, too. Like, that's yeah. this, there's a limited ammo supply here. And they even do the smartest thing I've seen in any horror movie. They go, all right, we've got a gun. Does anyone know how to use it? They don't just... The strong guy just doesn't come up and go, I'll take it. And I'm gonna... Yeah. Like, that's 99% of movies. The that's Mist, great. they actually ask the crowd, like, hey, we really need a good shot. And Ollie steps up. He's like, yeah, I can shoot it. And, of course, his manager's like, Ollie, come on. Get out of here. And he's like, I was state target champion for two years in a row. And he <laughs> just, like, instantly loads the gun and just like, okay, yeah. That's great. And that's another little character nod, like, like he didn't pay any attention to his employee or, no. like, know anything about him. And it, that's great. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. King can be really good, but he likes to take... A group of strangers and put them together in a situation and like a life or death situation and yeah. then let them go that and movie that movie is really uh timely now because yeah. i think you could make the argument listen i wasn't even going to talk too much about it but i think you could make the argument that the uh grocery store represents america right now <laughs> yeah with the two factions and neither one believe it like one of them i won't say like one side is like right politics or yeah what? like oh, that okay. kind of whole thing right now and i definitely don't want to get into that on this show but it seems like that's what like america is like right now like there's one side that's convinced that something is going on and the other side is just like you guys are making this up i think you guys are wrong but you know you're just trying to scare us by saying all this stuff it's it's weird how it's tribal it's like we're on our side you're on your side, and we've like set a line down the middle. Like throughout the movie, there's people that defect, yeah, to like the side that thinks that God's gonna save them. And it's funny to see this happen. Like a lot of them, they were a hundred percent on the side of, hey, we need to do something proactive. We need to figure this out. But then they just lose it. It's yeah. been too long in that store, and they're just like expiation. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. When Fiction is at its best when it mirrors reality. Right. So You could really see something like that happening. Yeah. Um, especially when it's in your characters and mo character motives. So yeah, The Mist is great. And it's weird to me that Tallgrass did something very similar, but I just didn't get into it. So I don't know. I gotta talk about this because this was uh, a real surprise for me. You have to watch this movie. I'm going to get you to watch it. It's uh -oh. called... The Lodge. And a lot of people are sleeping on this movie right the now. The Lodge. That sounds familiar. Don't sleep on this one. You have to watch it. If you're a fan of Hereditary, Midsommar, those kind of oh movies. Oh, God. It's a slow burn. Oh. It's a slow burn movie that's going to haunt my dreams. It's, it's not. <laughs> I wouldn't put it in the same category exactly because it's okay. not going to haunt you. There is some stuff in there. That's pretty hard at times to watch, but it's really just one of those movies where you're just, the whole time you're like, okay, is this happening? 
is this not happening? What is going on here? And you really don't get the explanation until, like, the last ten minutes of the movie. Hmm. But, okay, broad strokes. The broadest of strokes, because I don't want to give you too much. Uh, A pair of kids are uh, living with their father, and uh, his new girlfriend uh, is now a fiancé, like, soon-to-be wife. Okay. And they're all going together to stay at the family lodge that's out in the middle of nowhere, wintry, I think it's around Christmas time setting movie. It doesn't have too much to do with Christmas, but it's around that time of year. Uh, they all go out there, and the dad has to go back to the city for work for like two or three days. So they're, the three of them are alone in this lodge. And okay. there's already tension because they don't like her. She's not mom, but she's going to be their new mom. And she has... I'll just say a questionable past that's really weird. So she's a vampire. No. There <laughs> no, is, just, I, I just throw on that. I, I don't want to say that there's nothing supernatural about this movie because that goes into the realm of spoiler territory. It sounds like a good setup though. Oh, it is excellent. And the the ending payoff, man, that stuck with me for a couple of days. Like, I couldn't believe that's really how they ended that movie. And that's what I give them, like, two big thumbs up to the makers of that movie that dared to take a chance on something that's really... Most people in mainstream Hollywood, this movie would never happen. Like, they would never make a movie like this. Hmm. But they gave you... Uh, some really memorable scenes in this movie. And, and going into those even would be spoiler territory. So I won't. But I plead with you, watch The Lodge. Pay for it. Go see it. Get it on demand. I'm Pay sure you can it. find so it's it. it's new? Yeah. Like it's in theaters now? Well, in theaters. I mean, Will what's be. in theaters? So like if theaters were still... If, if theaters were around, it would probably be showing like The Lighthouse did. I would imagine it would be in, like, spotty, here or there, probably in a lot more art house kind of independent cinemas. Okay. I don't think you'd catch it in an AMC, maybe. But uh, you can definitely get it on uh, Amazon. You can get it on demand. So I think it's, like, three ninety nine or five ninety nine to rent. Hmm. Strong recommendation. Check out The Lodge. Okay. That does sound like something I kind of want to check out. Uh, yeah, you and Leanna would love that one. I also want to see Antlers. Which didn't make it out because of all the mess. Yeah, uh, I did not see anything for that movie around. And that's one that... uh, Go into it without watching the trailers because they show too much. But Antlers looks good. It's got uh, that actor that that plays Todd in Breaking Bad. It's like a cop. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I want to see it. I'll I'll, I'll skip ahead to uh, my next newer movie that I watched. Uh, Gretel and Hansel. Okay. I went into this not knowing what to expect. I mean, we think we've all seen the story before. Like, you didn't go into it expecting the witch in the house. Yeah. I mean, yes and no, because from what I've, small things that I've heard online, it was a little bit different. Uh, The setup with the name itself should tell you a little bit that it's more centered on Gretel. And Hansel is kind of like. I wouldn't say like an uh, an ancillary character. Like he's he's still part of the plot, but he doesn't matter near as much as as she does. It's it's mainly her movie. And when they finally get to the the witch's house, and you see what it looks like, I had strong the void callbacks. 
Because her house looks like the triangle thing from The Void. Like, it's strong resemblance. And I think that might have been intentional because they wanted to give it that really dark look. I mean, Mm. it is literally a black house in the middle of nowhere. So unless you're like them and you're like dying of starvation, you're probably not going up to that house. See, when you said it's like the void, I just picked... So it's like hell. <laughs> no, I just like picturing, picturing awful body parts hanging everywhere and like half torso creatures. It oh, never gets that bad. I'm just traumatized still from the void. Oh, I love that movie. I did watch that again over the break, but I mean, of that's, he did. that's just one of my comfort movies. I go back to that and just, oh, the void. The comfort movie. I love you so much. I even bought the vinyl when we were on that, uh, excursion to the possibly last con we'll ever go to (laughs) it says a lot about our horror preferences because i i really liked the cult stuff with the creepy yeah triangle people standing around out there and being weird but i just didn't get into the the weird body horror i understand not everybody wants to watch uh you know movies like that or uh what is it the uh uh the Brian Yuzna movie, uh, Society. And not everybody <laughs> wants to see the shunting. But for those of you who know what the shunting is, well, you're you, my people. You brought it up on our last podcast on Society. Oh, yes. But there's there's people out there that are really going to like Gretel and Hansel. Uh, I thought it was decent. Uh, if I was going to give it an out of 10 rating, I'd probably give it give it a 6, maybe 6.5. So it's better than Urban Legend. It's it's better than Urban Legend. That's setting the bar high. But one of the reasons (laughs) I really liked it was it seemed period accurate. Like, they they didn't stray too far away from what life really would have been like in, like, 17 or 1800s. Maybe it was even earlier than that, maybe 15 or 1600s. It seemed really early, like... I'm pretty sure it was uh, Germany, some some place like that. But nobody has an accent. Everybody's just speaking English, so it's kind of hard to tell. But I think it was originally a German story. But uh, yeah, uh, if you get a chance, give it a look. And uh, bonus information: if if you're a vinyl collector like we're becoming, uh, if you go to Waxworks Records, they have the soundtrack. Yeah. And yeah. actually, if you're uh, listening to this shortly after we post it. You might want to hit them up because they're doing a hell of a sale right now. A lot Are of the they? stuff that I've been having my eye on. Yeah, they've, they're dropping five, ten bucks on some of the records. Dang. I really need that. Uh, I don't know if they have it anymore. I haven't looked in forever. And the way things sell out on there, they probably don't. But I wanted to get uh, the Babadook. They and might have just they restocked a lot of stuff. Did they? Yeah, you might be able to score that one. And I never did pick up the Child's Play one, which was on my list. I don't physically have a list, but my mental list that was on I want to say that one might have gotten sold out, but I'm not 100% sure. Probably. I don't need to buy vinyls right now anyway. (laughs) No, I know. Right now, we're talking about fun stuff because we realize that a lot of us, it's about the essentials right now. What do we need? Not what do we want. So... What do I want? (laughs) What do I want? I think we all just need to take a step back and realize... Things are going to get better, and we're going to be able to go to movie theaters at some point, and we're going to be able to see new movies. Uh, for the rest of us out there, there's nothing wrong with streaming something off of Amazon. You know, check out 
one new movie a week if you can afford it. I realize a lot of us are in bad financial situations right now. Well, between like Netflix and you know all these movies on all these streaming services, which we have a ton of streaming services now. I never intended for us to have all these, but we do between Leanna and I. We got and, two. Uh, two seems to be enough for us. We got Netflix. Uh, I over quarantine. I subscribed to Shutter and HBO, and then we already had Hulu. And Leanna ha- has Amazon Prime, so we have that. So you know, I think it's worth. And mentioning. we have Disney Plus. Oh, you got the Disney Plus. Yeah, too. I think it's worth mentioning to the fans out there. I don't want to be a shill. They're not paying me any money, but uh, Shutter is doing. 30-day free subscriptions for most of the, the quarantine lockdown stuff. So if you haven't already taken advantage of that, you can 30 easily... 30-day? Day? 30-day free trials. I just signed there. up. Dang it. <laughs> I got screwed. But yeah, if you if you go over there, head over. Uh, I don't even know if you need to use any discount codes. I mean, if you need to use one, uh, I think Joe Bob for Joe Bob Briggs, since he has the, uh, the last drive-in show on there, that might be one. But you could just Google it and find one pretty easy. Of course you can. But yeah, I mean, that place, I, I pay, I think, six forty nine after tax every month for that. And I feel like I, that's worth it for me. Plus, I get, uh, for my, my checking account for my, my bank, I get $5 back a month. So it's really like mm-hmm. I'm putting that as my shutter money. So really, I'm paying like 2 bucks a month for this thing. So that's worth it for all the classics that are on there. I don't plan on having shutter too much longer. Um, you just got it for Creep Show. I got it to finish Creep Show, and then noticed that there was some other stuff on there I wanted to watch. So once I knock off the big ones that I wanted to watch, I probably won't keep it, just because there's so much that I want to watch that I don't have time to watch. I won't get to the obscure uh, titles on there. Oh yeah, there's which, nothing wrong with coming back. Yeah, you you could. You know, let your subscription lapse, come back six months later when you got some more free time. They'll probably have another 30-day subscription thing that you can hit up. Yeah, or, uh, you know, I can pay for a month, knock out all I want to watch again, and then cancel it again, and then wait a while. And that, that That's what we call the Stranger Things approach. Yeah, that's what you do for <laughs> Netflix on Stranger Things. That's great. I mean, honestly, yeah, I've watched most of what I want to watch off of Netflix. Not a lot of their series are ever really that compelling for me. I mean, me. come on. Well, Ozark, we already talked about, and then like Stranger Things. What else? Is, well, they had they had Daredevil and Punisher. And then Disney Plus came along, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, Daredevil and Punisher, but mostly Daredevil was amazing. Uh, that's still on there if you haven't seen it. But yeah, it's not a reoccurring thing anymore. Yeah, um, it was it was never too big of a thing for me. But uh, I'll, I'll go back for for the uh, the Demogorgon once in a while whenever mm-hmm. that comes back out because I want to see what happened to Hop, my favorite character. You know he's in Russia. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me he's not. <laughs> what else you got? All right, the other new one I watched. Uh, this one's another one of those that's it's pretty obscure. Some of you might have heard of this one, Sea Fever. I have never heard of this one. Now, the ocean is already naturally terrifying. Yes, and much so to me. (laughs) Yeah, the ocean is just nightmare fuel. It is 100 billion gallons of nightmare fuel. Is that what that movie is? (laughs) No, it's 
Uh, that's just my loose in- interpretation of what surrounds most of the Earth. But, uh, no, the movie is, uh, it's a small Irish fishing trawler that this college student goes on because she has to do this thing for her Ph.D., something about studying marine life. So she goes onto this little boat and uh, with this, like, ragtag crew, and they're just out trying to fish. Well, during this fishing expedition, something attaches itself to the hull of the boat. Oh, God. <laughs> Whatever it is, uh, I got some strong The Thing kind of uh, uh, qualities from it. It's weird. It's like it's almost coming through the boat. It turned parts of the boat into, like, jelly just from touching it. Like, wood just becomes, like, like you could just peel it away. It's super weird. I'm getting anxiety already just see you talking about it. It looks like there's just, like, these little things that are like coming through the ship and then they find out it's alive and two it's also a parasite that if it gets on you you end up spawning more of whatever this is well looks like I'm gonna have to watch this and have nightmares ah and uh, along the same lines uh, sea fever yeah go watch it along the same lines there's another movie called underwater I I okay so very brief story. Uh, I went and saw a movie at the Sky Cinema. I don't remember what I watched, but it was a, a scary movie or a horror thriller or something. And I hadn't seen any trailers, anything for this underwater movie. I just saw the, the title card over one of the theater openings. I'm like, oh, what's this? I never heard of this. And then I think I walked a little further and they had a poster. And it was something very blurred or obscured. But I was like, why have I not heard of this? It looks like something down my alley. That's crazy thing, too. I cannot believe this movie is not more popular than it is. Yeah? I think everybody should be talking about this movie if you're a horror fan. Well, it hasn't been out long. No. No, and I think the whole pandemic thing, when that happened, it, it closed down the movie theaters. A lot of movies just kind of went into obscurity that otherwise more people would have gravitated towards. Uh, the be- best synopsis I can give you for this movie is uh, take uh, one part abyss, like that movie, and then mix in another part aliens, like the uh, James Cameron action sci-fi movie, and then also sprinkle in a little bit of like The Thing, And this is what you get. It's this weird amalgamation of, like, it's a horror movie, but it's kind of an action movie. It's definitely sci-fi. And by the end of it, yeah, you're really going to like where they go with it. Because it it reminded me a lot of Sea Fever, because there were some similarities there. Keep it it as discreet as you can, because I really do want to watch that one. I think one of the things was, granted it doesn't make it not a good movie. But I think one of the things was it was PG-13. That would have surprised me if I knew that. I think I might be wrong, but I think it, I looked and it was PG-13 and I was like, oh. If it was, there um, was there was nowhere that I really noticed it being PG-13. Whereas, like I said, that doesn't make it a bad movie. You know, Darkness Falls, uh, Boogeyman, like a bunch of those were PG-13. The t-shirt you're wearing. Oh, uh, was Happy Death Day? PG-13. Was it? Yep. Dang. Yeah, so, like, that doesn't mean that it won't be a good movie, but for the theater experience, 
when kids can get in, it kind of yeah, actually, it can damper the experience. That was the movie that kind of turned around my uh, PG-13 thinking about horror movies for a little while. What, Happy Death Day? It's Happy Death Day. That's it was, a good one. It was still pretty decent, even though it was uh, lacking on the gore. Yeah. But then again, you know me, I, I want to see brains on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. No. I could see less brains on the ceiling. It doesn't do it for me. I'll, I'll wrap up my uh, my horror list with uh, the last movie I recently watched. It is a Shutter exclusive, so if you've got the streaming service, you can watch it for free. It's called Blood Quantum. Why have I heard of that? We were talking about it a little bit. Okay. It's about a I know the the old story now zombie outbreak. But okay. they throw a really good curveball in this one, is that it takes place around an Indian reservation, and all of the Native Americans are completely immune to the zombie virus. They can get bit over and over and over, and they never turn. Which could be a blessing or a curse. <laughs> yeah. No, you see that kind of play out in this movie. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh... That's a really cool twist. I was telling, I do remember you bringing this up now, and I was saying as soon as somebody starts talking about a movie or a TV show, and then they say the word zombie, I just immediately fall off. Like, uh. like I'm just not into the zombie stuff anymore. Like it's been done to death for me, and I just it it's does, been done to undeath. <laughs> it's been done to un undead. <laughs> No, it, I, I'm just so sick of zombies and vampires and, like, traditional monsters like that. Well, they do a good enough job of spicing up an old story. It sounds like it. Like, you explain the plot, though, and I'm like, well, that does sound interesting. So I... I just really like the character of... Uh, there, there's a couple characters that are, like, the main characters. There's uh, the chief of the Indian police, of, like, the, the Native American tribe police. He's separate from, like, the city they live next to, so he's, like, their sheriff. He's, like, one of the main characters. Then he has two sons that are a couple of main characters. But the best character, I thought, was the sheriff's dad. Is like, a Vietnam-era vet who just owns this little pawn shop in the middle of nowhere... And as soon as shit starts hitting the fan, he just grabs a katana sword. Like it's it's almost like the Native American version of Michonne as an old dude. Yeah. But he just holds his own. He's one of the last <laughs> characters that makes it through the movie. Dang. Hmm. But they do do this thing uh, a little ways into the movie where they have a little bit of a jump cut into the future. So then it suddenly becomes kind of Mad Maxi. But that's not a bad thing. It actually adds to the story. I like the way that they did that. And it still, it stayed pretty real. But I'm not going to say any more about it because this is a newer movie. Go out and see it for yourself. Hmm. The only other ones I had were non-horror. So I'm going to throw it back to you and say what, what horror movies have you been watching? Well, I think I did mention it to you before because it was, it was like right before our layoff stuff but I did finally get around to watching Bird Box oh yeah you did mention that and that was that was one that was really popular but I think it was really popular because it was really popular among non-horror watchers yeah um it was okay 
but it just felt like a sort of reimagining of the happening. So, like, if you I'll took give it that, the yeah. happening and then decided you didn't want Mark Wahlberg or his weird acting or, like, the weird M. Night Shyamalan twisty stuff, and you're like, let's take the happening, but do it legit. It That's was, what it, it was felt a, like. It was a better version of the happening, but I gotta defend Mark Wahlberg. I mean, watch, like, something like uh, like Shooter or Four Brothers. He's a good actor. No, right, I'm not saying he's not, but everybody it's, it's the that... Director. Everybody that has seen The Happening or knows about that whole no, it's, thing. No, it's, it's a meme of a movie. <laughs> it's its own meme now. Oh, my god! Just that Mark Wahlberg face. <laughs> <laughs> like, he didn't know what that movie was about. Like, he was just... They're literally <laughs> acting at nothing, thinking maybe later they're going to CGI something in. No. No, it's just, they just always leave it completely vague. Like, it's just the wind itself is carrying some pheromone that, oh, just let's not get into the happening. Let's not rehash the crap. Well, they they kind of keep Bird Box vague, though, too. Like, it's very similar. Did you see Bird Box? Yeah, I watched it. Okay. But it's very Stephen King-esque. Like, it feels very Stephen King-esque in the sense of it's... The evil people kind of thing. Well, a bunch of strangers having to live in a house together yeah, during this end-of-the-world type thing. And well, who's it got in it? John Malkovich. Uh, everybody knows about this movie. It was big. Yeah, but I, I just people have probably seen that one. I didn't watch it when it was big, and then it was on my watch list, and I was kind of like, hey, I'm going to go back to this movie that I missed. And it was okay. <laughs> I'm just kind of amazed Sandra Bullock survived. Especially towards that end part, like okay, this is this is happening. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it wasn't happening. It was okay. bird box. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you got me. No, that no, the ending was. I don't know how I feel about the ending on that. I mean, it was kind of cool, but in the same sense, it was kind of like okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it felt corny to me. <laughs> yeah, like. It so, was what it was. Yeah. Let's move on from that. <laughs> um, I did watch in its entirety The Purge, season one. They made a TV series. That's right. You were telling me a little bit about that. And that's one that you haven't seen. I don't want to get into spoilers on it, but I do want to say that I did enjoy it, and it definitely brought some things to light that I never would have thought about that were interesting to see explored like there's this cult there's these people that join like voluntarily join this this it's a cult um so well, they just made up their own religion to, to kill people or something no they don't kill people they give themselves to the purge okay okay so, so this is like a weird yeah so like it's really interesting I like that. Um, it explores different people on Purge Night from different points of view. Um, and it's cool. I liked it. That's one of those things where, like the movies, I'd be interested to see what they do with each season. As long as it's different characters in different areas on Purge Night, I don't know if I would want to see them try and keep making... Oh, 
this happens to these characters from the first one in the second one now. Like they just could give do us crossovers between yeah, the seasons. Maybe. But I think that's the better idea is if they just new, made it new characters. New and... characters but new locations too. Like we have one that takes place in like I don't know where this first season takes place, but like let's say New York. And then season two, we mix it up and make it in like uh rural Washington. Yeah. In like just the middle of nowhere, but they're still having their purge too. So what would that look like? Just a bunch of people I mean, neighbors that live next to each other two miles away, but now your house is, like, surrounded by people that you think might be your neighbors. Maybe they're from out of town, and they just decided to come out to the country to find some people to purge. It's There's a lot of... The purge is a subject that there's so much area to explore that I don't see it getting old anytime soon. As long as... As long as the people making the purge content tv show or movies is keeping an open mind and and not dwelling on the same things as long as they're also like yeah there's a lot of area to explore like we haven't even touched on what it would be like in this area for these types of people but it seems like at least with the first season of the purge they're kind of doing that there's a character that is um in a higher up position at a office firm and they're they're working on purge night but they're the floor of the building they're working on on purge night they've signed up their off their rights to purge and like okay. that that floor is untouchable like you're not a, it's not a it's a purge free zone so like they cover hmm. stuff like that so that's what i mean there's because you sit back after you watch one purge film and you're like yeah but how would you do this you know and like, how would this be a thing during the purge? And they're getting to the point where they're actually explaining this stuff and being like, well, this is what it's like. So is there actually more crime than just murder? Are they actually showing like bank robberies and things? Because that was the big complaint I always had with those movies. They said all right. crime Right, and then they all legal. choose to kill. Yeah, that's the only thing yeah. you ever see. Well, maybe there's some rapists out there too, but they're probably not going to put that in the movie. In one of the movies, there was a couple... They weren't. They were a couple, and they were just hooking up on a car out in the middle of the purge. Yeah, they get but, shot. I mean, that, it's legal, I guess. You know, if you're <laughs> really, like, if if that's your thing, you're like, hey, honey. I mean, this is our one night a year. We can do this thing. Yeah, they do mention stuff like that. Um, in the series, you do see some people that are like that is a thing, but it's uh, it's not like the highlighted thing. You know? How exciting would it be if you're just like you're watching all these people running away from masked people with machetes and chainsaws and baseball bats with nails drilled through them, and then the camera just cuts to a stockbroker doing insider trading? <laughs> well, because <laughs> this is illegal too. It's purge night, baby. I'm making that extra million. I always thought that you could spend months of preparation, preparing a heist like a bank job, right? And then on purge night everything's legal you don't have to hide anything you just go out and then but you also have to think banks would also prep for the purge right they would also so that's counterintuitive like you i don't know i would think you just have an inside man you have somebody working at that bank that's like hey boys <laughs> you want to make a couple million this purge night i'm sure it would be more difficult than it sounds but yeah i'm sure there's a way around it it would be interesting to see a heist film made out of the purge you know i like, think you could do it 
I think the only only way we would know if the purge was like as a series was going downhill is if they went the leprechaun route. <laughs> Do it in said, space. And well, I mean, the purge, the purge in, in space. space, the purge back to the hood. Like you could oh make up gosh. these names. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> the purge in space. Oh my gosh! Space purge. <laughs> <laughs> it's a race to the moon, but anything goes on purge night. <laughs> So yeah, that I watched that. That was interesting. I think there is going to be a season two coming out soon if it hasn't already aired. It might have already aired, but I'm behind because I I buy physical media. I don't know what that's USA. I think I don't have cable. So oh, yeah. when it comes out on Blu-ray, I'll buy it and watch it. But so that's that. And then we watched a little bit more of the X Files. I don't. I won't talk a whole lot about this. Uh, we're only on season two, but oh yes, we're almost done with season two. So we're almost two seasons in. There's so many seasons to that show. Yeah, and they picked it back up. So it's like, well, I'll I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler, but don't you, give you, me a spoiler. <laughs> you don't. You don't really need to watch the new episodes. They're they're okay. I probably will. But it'll be a while before oh, I get right. there, and I'm not I'm not racing to get there. You're getting into some of the best seasons, though. Yeah. Season three through six were probably the best seasons. Yeah. Season seven is my personal favorite, but I just like it cheesy, and season seven got so cheesy. Yeah. Well, the big things for me are every everybody's you know how everybody says lost. Oh, well, the ending, they were dead the whole time, and it's not true at all, it, but it's a big popular thing. It's just what people say. Um, when it comes to the X-Files, I hear a lot of Mulder's sister alien abduction thing never goes anywhere. They never, like... I mean, it does, but then they'll double back on it and say, oh, you didn't know this, or this is another angle to it. They, they keep pulling things out of that well. I will say they brought in they brought in a lady and said that it was her in one episode and then it was like turns out guess what it's not really her and which based on what everyone said I kind of figured well it's not really going to be her but I'm just wondering are, are they going to keep bringing this up and it's not really going to go anywhere um, and then the other thing is a lot of it because it's essentially supernatural before supernatural it's where supernatural got the episode to episode monster kind yeah. of i mean basis. you can say the same thing about fringe right or fringe but the problem is that because i've seen supernatural first i feel like i know x-files came first but i feel like i've seen this before and it's not as exciting well, Supernatural really hammed it up, and they put a lot more comedy into it. Yeah. The X-Files was always meant to be like a straight kind of show, where it's yeah. just like sci-fi drama. I like, and we also we also watched through the full season of Project Blue Book, which is another one that's a lot like that. But that's strictly UFO-type um, cases. Right. But my big thing about X-Files is I'm really into the greys and all that creepy alien stuff but so far 
you get like one episode with that and then like 20 that aren't that and then i'm just kind of like waiting for more alien stuff your wait is gonna pay off because coming up pretty soon uh there's going to be introductions to alien races that are reoccurring characters all the time that sounds cool one of them they just call it the alien bounty hunter yeah and i might have met that guy that that guy might have appeared already in the episode I was just talking the weird about. Weird kind of bodybuilder guy. Um, the actor actually played Shao Kahn in the terrible Mortal Kombat Annihilation movie. Did he really? Yeah. If oh, it's the yeah. guy, yeah, it might be the same um, guy. Yeah. He's like a he he's he was killing clones, and they were turning into goop, and uh, they were trying to stop all these people from all these clones from getting murdered but yeah that was the last episode i watched i think so they're starting to get there i think the gray traditional alien stuff is really creepy um was that him yeah that's yeah, him brian yeah. T- yep uh so yeah we met that guy and he escaped on a, on a submarine in the arctic but uh that's where that is uh x-files is okay I try and give it a chance because I know it's a lot older than most of the stuff I'm watching and there's a lot more seasons. TV wasn't, I don't want to upset anyone, TV wasn't as compelling at the time. Oh, blasphemy. (laughs) I just got to say, when you grow up with it, when it's on TV every week and you're looking forward to it, it's a lot different different. than just sitting down and trying to binge it. It's, It's part of the reason why it's so hard for me to get through The Man in the High Castle. I like the show. I really like it. But it seems every episode is set up. 15 minutes at the beginning is incredibly compelling television. Then you get about 20 minutes of filler where almost nothing happens but plot points are happening so you need to pay attention. And then 10 minutes at the end where something explosive happens to get you to watch the next episode. I mean, cliffhangers are, were bigger back then than they are now. I'm not saying that they not aren't still much. a thing, but if like... If you watch streaming services, that's like every episode of every show. Just to get you to keep watching the show. They they work their whole thing towards binge modeling. And back in the day, it was, hey, we had to wait a week. So we'll calm it down at the end and maybe leave a little bit so. of a mystery. No. I the lived hook, through it, trust me. The hook needed to be bigger to get you to come back a week later than the hook needs to be to get you to click on the well, next episode. not as much as you think because the game wasn't as big. They maybe. didn't have a lot of options. You not were watching, as much uh, competition. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you had the X-Files, Star Trek The Next Generation, and maybe, like, what, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman? Were there more than three shows on TVs in the 90s? <laughs> Let me know. Doctor Who. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> so, some of the shows out there were compelling enough to keep you watching them. X-Files was a big one for me. I thought that was, you know, one of those series, if you grew up with it, you get really nostalgic for it. But to watch it cold now and never watched it before, oh, yeah, I mean, your your whole movie and TV sphere is so dominated with stuff that's just so much higher production value and it's just so much bigger. Trying to watch something like that is like uh, telling a kid that's been playing a PlayStation to go play with Duplo blocks. It's it's just really hard to get past. I did finally watch Braid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think the more that... That's one of those movies where you finish it and you don't know how you feel about it. Because it's very abstract. It's got... It's a psychological thriller. It's got a lot of things that... Uh, 
don't make sense to you when you watch it. Um, but it's one of those movies where the more I think about it and theorize, the more it grows on me. Because there is a lot of room to theorize. And um, I can't say too much about it. One, because I don't want to spoil stuff. And two, I couldn't explain things even if I wanted. But uh, <coughs> the main thing is it's these uh, these two girls decide to go back and visit a childhood friend in order to uh, steal her inheritance. They need money. They're on the run. and But their friend is unwell. And they know that in order to search the house and find her safe, they need to play this game. They need to play along. So Is it Doctor? <laughs> it might be Doctor. Is it really? Oh I, don't, my God. I don't know what uh what all that would entail, but uh they uh it's a really all over the place movie, but in in a good way. Like it's somebody that knew what they wanted to do. You know, um, that's still my future double feature I have to do is uh Braden Ma. Ma. <laughs> <laughs> so so my brother and I are like polar opposites and and we give each other a hard time about most things. Um, and I saw a trailer for Braid and thought it looked like a really good movie. And he saw a trailer for Ma and thought it looked like a really good movie. And I thought that it looked terrible and it didn't look like a good movie at all. And uh, he thought the same about Braid. Uh, I don't know if he was just giving me crap because I was giving him crap or what. But it was kind of like, you think that looks like a good movie? You know, this is what a good movie looks like. And he was like, no, and vice versa. And Jonas was caught in the middle. And we were like, Jonas, that movie looks terrible, doesn't it? And he's like, it doesn't look that bad. And we were I just kind of... I said the same thing about Braid. And I'm like, you know what? I'll be the tiebreaker. I'll watch them both back to back. And I'll <laughs> let you guys know which movie yeah. I thought was better. So and I did score a copy of both of those. Did you? I just haven't had the time to watch them both back to back yet. That's great. I started Ma just for like five minutes to see if it was like a, a decent copy of it. And it was like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. So I just stopped it and I'm like, I'll go back to this later. But yeah, it definitely looks like it's going to be cheese. It looks so terrible. Like it's like the villain. It looked like a movie that was, and I will say I did look up the Rotten Tomatoes or something for it at one point and it was a lot higher than I expected it to be. It was be. like 40s or 50s? I want to say it was like positive. Really? Yeah. No, I thought it was going to be a splat on that one. And Me too. And I was like, dang, maybe I'm in the minority. But I saw the trailer and I'm like, this is a movie that was obviously intended for high school kids. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, we can't even buy beer. Oh, well, let's get this lady to buy beer. And then she's like, Oh, but what if I just don't leave and what if I'm crazy? Like, don't make me drink alone. I'm just like, this looks terrible. And then, of course, Justin, who's, you know, 27 now. Like, I thought it looked like a great movie. And I'm just like, of course you did. Of course you did. Is it is it going to be as bad as the remake of Psycho? Probably not. But what, then... Uh, the uh, one with... Colorized, shot-for-shot, shot, Vince, Vince Vaughn, Vaughn, Psycho. 
That that movie is only redeeming because the soundtrack was pretty good. But I don't understand the controversy behind that. It was basically they just remade it with modern day actors. So what's wrong with that? Because you can just go back and watch the black and white one. Okay. It's 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 exactly the same movie. The so dialogue's it's like the same. A... The camera angles are the same. They didn't change anything. So it's a matter of your opinion on shot for shot remakes and whether they deserve to be a thing. I mean. But why? If if the if the original movie was good and everybody agrees that it was good, why do you need to remake it for kids that won't watch a black and white movie? Screw those kids. If you can't watch a black and white movie, I said it here first, folks, if you can't watch a black and white movie, get the hell out. I guess that's I I can I won't say I agree. I I can see or understand that point of view then. Hey, the original Godzilla movies were all black and white, too, and those did pretty good. Speaking of which, there's something I didn't put on my list, but you made me think of. I watched uh, Night of the Living Dead for the first time over quarantine. Now, did you watch the... The black and white one. You watched the 60s version. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, that was on Shudder, and that was the first thing after I... Because I got Shudder for... Uh, what was it? A creep show. And the first thing I watched after I finished Creep Show was Night of the Living Dead. So you know how? What did you think of it? It was okay. It's just okay. <laughs> like, uh, like a lot of these older movies are kind of um, underwhelming to me. They're and a little I, tame compared to this. It's not the Void, right? <laughs> not that I'm wanting the Void, but yeah. Um, this one I would say was a little above my expectations because i i knew that it was the original and that it was black and white and like i've seen the original house on haunted hill and it's like that one's cheesy it's it's cheesy yeah uh and you compare it to the house on haunted hill 90s version and it's like two completely different movies um one is like a murder mystery and one actually has like ghost killing people but so I expected something like that. It's the original, so it's gonna be very underwhelming. It was actually done pretty well. There were characters made smart decisions up until the end. Yeah, Ben <laughs> but, and Cooper just going at each other. <laughs> uh, but characters were made smart decisions. Uh, Barbara was the original. I can't stand that character type horror character. I'm 100% there like, with you, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't realize, because I knew the scene, you know, that they're coming to get you, Barbara. Like, I knew she was in the movie. And not until I watched it did I realize uh, not only is Night of the Living Dead the first zombie film, but it introduces horror characters that you can't stand, starring Barbara. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's not factually accurate to say it's the first zombie movie, because there were a few before. Yeah? It was the first zombie movie where they ate flesh. Okay. Where they actually ate people. Before that, zombies were just like, do my bidding, and they're just the zombie people that would shamble around and do, you know, they were basically slaves, which is like a lot more in kin with, uh like Haiti and voodoo and their traditions like they would have like if you ever want to watch a crazy movie the serpent and the rainbow that's one that has to do with like real zombies like how they make them and it's it's a fictional movie but it has more to do with like fact how things used to happen but 
it's veering off here, I know. And no, it's just funny the way you say it, like, I want to watch a crazy movie. <laughs> if you want to watch, hey, if you're like me and you just want to watch a fucked up movie once in a while, and you've watched all the trauma movies already, sometimes you got to dig a little bit deeper. But uh, the other thing I wanted to say is, yes, 100% with you on Barbara's character, this is why you need to watch the remake. Okay. Tom Savini, all hail Lord Tom, yeah. that made all of the best gore effects that we see in horror movies. This guy also helped make Creepshow that was just airing on, on Shudder. He was on the... I just I only watched the beginning, but he was on the Camp Crystal Lake Memories. Right, the he's documentary. got his own documentary. Smoke and yeah. Mirrors, it's on Shudder. I know, we'll stop shilling for Shudder already. But uh, <laughs> Tom Savini made his own version of Night of the Living Dead. It was a remake in 1990. I like that version better than the original one. Really? That's, that's going to be controversial for me to say. And I know, I'm not just saying it because it's in color. <laughs> I'm saying it because, specifically, some of the characters got retooled. It was a true remake, kind of like the Evil Dead remake. Yeah. Whenever uh, Freddy Furs... I, uh, I uh, forget his name. Uh, Furday... The guy that directed Evil Dead did a great job in reimagining some of the characters. They did the same thing Tom Savini did in Night of the Living Dead, where Barbara turned into like a Ripley kind of character. Instead of going like wilting like a leaf, yeah. she's like, you guys are all stupid and I'm going to survive this. And I loved that about that yeah. character. Like she just took charge. And even there's that scene where Ben's like, hey, have you got it together? And she's like, I'm fine. You guys are the problem. And they're all like, oh, oh okay. As long as they do it and don't turn the other characters dumb. No. You know what I mean? No, like, they, they stayed about the same as they were in the other movie. But there were a couple additions. There's two more characters. Instead of just the Coopers in the basement, there's also a family member of the people that live in the house that's, that's like a distant cousin that just came over to like see what happened to his uncle and he had to flee in the basement with these people. That, and his girlfriend. And his girlfriend is the new Barbara. For some reason, I just... And his girlfriend. And his girlfriend's girlfriend. And like, his girlfriend's girlfriend's you... boyfriend. It's a weird thing down <laughs> south. No. I thought that's where you were going with it. <laughs> uh, I also watched Upgrade. I know it's not a horror film, but... Uh, uh, it's, it's skirting the line. That was pretty good. No, it was a great movie. And I remember telling you... It felt like if Black Mirror got a movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It felt like a Black Mirror extended episode. Yeah. Oh, quick aside. I did just hear in, in the news today. You're gonna hate this, but uh, uh, uh -oh. a bloody disgusting reported on it that uh, I I think the showrunners at Netflix said that they won't be releasing any more Black Mirror for the time being because it's too dark for the current climate. That's. An odd choice. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. We we need our... Because our technology actually is, like, something Black Mirror is happening well, in reality. I, I don't want to I don't want to freak you out too much, but I did some more research on some stuff. There's a, <laughs> there's a, a thing called the Eater robot, spelled uh, E-A-T-R, like, all, like, apostrophe, like, uh, periods apart. Yeah. Uh, it's a robot that DARPA is working on right now the, the defense research projects the government is funding this thing it uh can use biological matter as fuel yeah just let that sink in for a second that's really messed up somebody is thinking hey 
you know all those weird drones and Boston Dynamics things that we're working on? Those aren't quite terrifying enough. Why don't we have a giant five-ton machine that can survive in the wild by eating people? Well, there you have it. <laughs> They're not taking a break because the subject matter is too dark. They're taking a break to see what's going to happen with this eater thing right, they're gonna, so that they get better writing material. <laughs> they're, they're calling up the guys over over there at the, uh, at the science wing of the robot production being like, hey, uh, how exactly are you guys making these? I, this, can, you, can you send us some notes over here? That's great. Black Mirror is good, but yeah, I, it's small doses, man, because that stuff does get really dark and depressing. Except for the uh, the virtual gay affair episode. Yeah. That threw, that threw a lot of people for a loop, I'm it's betting. It's like, what? Happy ending? <laughs> but uh, you, we were talking about Upgrade. That, that was a great movie. And I yeah. would just say, I think it qualifies as horror because there are some scenes in there. I'll call it sci-fi horror, but there's some scenes in there that were right up there with some of the goriest stuff I've seen in a movie. And it's so abrupt and sudden that it works really well to just shock you out of like, oh, wow, that just happened. I do want to bring up some slight spoiler stuff for Upgrade. Just because I, when I was watching it, I was trying to figure it out, you know, as most people do. And I'm like, it's got to be... It's got to... What's the name of the, the smart guy that puts the chip in him? Uh, you know who I'm talking about anyway. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Aaron Keen. Aaron Keen. Yeah. But I'm like, he's gotta be the antagonist because whoever it was had the power to stop this vehicle. He's, he's the only other character we've been introduced to. Like, sure, it could be some off-screen person working at the company that, uh, the main character's wife worked at. But that just um, seemed to... Why wouldn't they introduce characters from there if it was going to be someone from there? So I'm like, this whole time, I'm like, it's got to be him. And then he's going to come back. And I liked that they ex they were kind of one step ahead of me. And like, yeah, of course, that's what they're, you're going to think. And then they pulled the twist out. And I won't say it, just but like, that, that, that it was pretty good. Oh, man. I don't... The bleak endings are kind of like, I don't know. I don't know, but really, without getting too spoilery, how bleak really is it for him? Mm. You could go either way on this one. But for the rest of humanity? <laughs> Maybe this is how the Matrix started, yeah. And you have that scene where he's in that apartment and he's like, who would want to live their lives in virtual reality? Like, I, I don't, never understood that. It's stupid. And then, you know, it's, it was a good movie. And I was also telling you the way that the, the fight scenes were choreographed and everything. It was really cool. And like, we were talking about the camera that moves with him when he does yeah. like flips and stuff. The way they did that steady cam kind of work where they really had it, they had to have like attached it either to him or had maybe some of oh man i don't want to say it was all cgi'd but yeah those camera shots they were just so quick and in time with what he was doing they must have choreographed the shit out of that yeah it was great i gotta say handguns though hand <laughs> yeah guns. that was cool that was great uh and i'm whoever was behind all that 
that choreography and or whatever whoever had the vision for those fight scenes I was telling you they need to get behind Marvel and start working on like a because anyone that watches the Marvels gets into the Marvel the MCU knows how they're starting to intricately plot out these phase long villains for for these different movies and I'm like they're picking up X-Men they need to start working on danger and they need to get yeah. yeah and they need to get whoever was behind upgrade to choreograph these fight scenes and it, they need to get it done because that was really cool. That's a deep dive for you MCU nerds out there. Look up <laughs> who Danger is. Uh, uh, um, just a quick, brief synopsis. It's it's the Danger Room uh, manifested into a being, and uh, you know the X Men train in the Danger Room. That's that's where they fight. That's where they do everything. It's so it knows everything about the X Men. So it's it's kind of it functions like uh, it has its own consciousness. It, so it functions very much so like like the stem would in yeah. upgrade. Whereas it's it's this computer type program, but it learns and it's learned all of these powerful characters, tactics, and moves and weaknesses, and it's going to exploit them. And and I watched Upgrade, and I'm like, that would be awesome. Because that's what it made me think of. It's a good way to explain this to someone. If you're a fan of fighting games, and a lot of the newer ones are doing this, if you put it up to like hard mode or something, and the computer you're fighting against, somehow it just like blocks every punch, time exactly, as soon as you throw it. like It's, it's reading your button moves. So it knows what you're doing. So it can, and it's it's not only the computer you're playing; you're playing it on the computer. So you're playing <laughs> itself. So yeah. it already has the advantage. If it wants to beat you, it'll just beat you. Uh, I would just throw it out there if you, if anybody didn't know another little uh, horror news tidbit today. Uh, Hellraiser series is in development. Uh, not sure if it's going to be live action or possibly animated. I uh, haven't heard much about it yet, but we are uh, looking forward to seeing what happens with that. I'm in. I'm open to the idea. I've never been huge on Hellraiser, but I have seen like the first four or five movies. Um, if, if anybody out there is thinking, like, oh, they couldn't possibly do it animated and do it justice, I would tell you, uh, go watch the new Mortal Kombat movie that just came out, uh, Scorpion's Revenge. It is possibly the goriest thing that's ever been animated, and I've watched a lot of Japanese anime from, like, the 90s and 80s, and some of that stuff is grotesque. Dang. This, oh my god, people are getting their heads chopped in eighths. <laughs> like, it is crazy. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. That is on my to-watch list. It's actually really good because it's a reimagining of, like, the whole first movie. Yeah. But it's all from, like, Scorpion's perspective. Like, before mm. any of it ever started, and then... His like horrible thing with Sub Zero happens, and then the tournament starts, and and plus Joel McHale plays Johnny Cage. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. I don't know who Joel McHale is. Uh, Community. I haven't seen. You Community. never watched Community. I haven't seen Community. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, some of the people out there are gonna know who I'm talking about, and they'll probably be fans of this movie. Um, I want to see it. I'm 
how I know the backstory, so I don't know how if they're changing things or how accurate it is. I won't say anything, um, just in case it's spoilers for the movie. But uh, does it bring characters into it that weren't in the first movie? Yes. Okay, then it's probably accurate. Like, like uh, Shang Sun and Goro aren't like the only antagonists. No. Okay. But they're in it. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be pretty accurate to what happens in the lore of the games. I think that's what they were going for, because they brought in a lot more people than I was expecting that were going to be in it. That sounds like it could be pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. If you can find it, I'd say uh, give it a try. In our first podcast, we had mentioned the possibility of discussing some popular horror films that uh, we hadn't seen that we should see but like movies that we dread admitting in public that oh well I haven't actually seen that horror movie and um I had a very very short list I only have like a couple names down here but I actually knocked some of them out during uh during quarantine so I don't think we have really enough to make a whole video off of or anything but I'm just going to talk about some of them that couldn't be on that list anyway because I have not watched them um, I'm going to list them all and then we can talk about them if you want to talk about them All right. Um, The Fog oh that's a classic Prom Night good one I know like a Jamie Lee, Jamie Curtis. Lee fan here yeah. um, Slumber Party Massacre and Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just see you laughing. You know, there. and that was the one that you told me about at work. And I'm like, uh, well, you're you're still here. You're still with us. You, you made it through the other side. <laughs> I, I really didn't know what I was getting into. I think I was a little cockier than I should have been with... Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason that one's still on so, the band list for a lot of countries. I want to share the story behind this. Well, it's... I watched Green Inferno, which is the Eli Roth right. film that's... I'm sure it's highly inspired by Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, yeah, and even Cannibal in, Ferox. It's, yeah. it's kind of an amalgamation of some of these movies. Yeah, in Cannibal Holocaust, they even refer to where they're going as the Green Inferno several times. So it makes sense where he got his name and everything. Um, so I watched Eli Roth's Green Inferno first, and as you're aware, uh, if you watch these podcasts, I'm not a big gore person, but I, there, there's a lot more to these movies than just gore. Like the fear comes from other places, you know, it's psychological, um, you know, fear of leaving the country, fear of the unknown. There's a lot more to it. So I'm like, I want to watch them anyway. Uh, in, these, in these movies, it's who's coming to dinner. <laughs> I I watched the Green Inferno and I had a really hard time with it. It was it was really messed up. Uh, you know, as I knew what I was getting into, but I did it anyway. And uh... <laughs> I actually had to buy that on DVD because I could not find it in any other format. Really? Yeah, couldn't <laughs> find it on streaming anywhere. Couldn't even find a file allegedly on the internet anywhere Dang. nothing i had to find it in a pawn shop for two dollars well <laughs> after i watch green inferno of course i go to jonas and i talk about it and 
Jonas's response is something on the lines of Green Inferno isn't even nearly as bad as yeah. Cannibal Holocaust. Yep. So like if you can't handle Green Inferno, <laughs> there's no way you're going to be able to handle Cannibal Holocaust or something on the lines of that. I, I did think Green Inferno was much tamer than I thought it was Yes, be. that's yeah. what you told me. It's much tamer. And my immediate reaction is, yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jonas likes old movies. He's talking up this older movie because that's what he likes. And he's, he's just dissing on the, the remake slash modern movie, you know, that whole genre. Um, and so I watched Cannibal Holocaust. And for the first half of the movie... There really, it really wasn't that bad. Like, uh, you follow these. What are they? They're, they're like uh, anthropologists. I want to <laughs> say. Sure. Um, these people are trying to find these missing, missing kids that went out there to document the, uh, the natives. Yeah. And so I guess they were like uh, mercenary trackers or something like that. And so when you're following them. It's really not that bad. Like, you find some of the aftermath of the things that the kids set up, what they went through. You do, you find, like, a body at one point and things like that. And then you, you do come across the tribes and they do some messed up stuff. It's not like it's, you know, kid-friendly. But, like, I'm like, yeah, Jonas was wrong. <laughs> Green Inferno is way worse than any of this. Lead and into then... the second half of the movie. It was non-stop, relentless, disturbing, and messed up things happening. And it was like... the. Granted, I didn't know... I knew that the movie was messed up. I knew it was banned. I heard about the turtle thing. Yeah. Uh, the turtle thing was way worse than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a Friday the 13th. Like, the snake, snake comes in, yeah. gets killed real quick, it's over. People are like, ah, that was a real snake. I'm like, okay. The turtle thing was really messed up. It was rough. Yeah, it but was you know rough. they have that they have that uh, disclaimer at the end of the movie. All yeah, animal uh, things were no, they don't really have. That. Well, they had they had at the end of the movie that uh, the filmmakers were fined and and paid right. And so, so like, um, it, it makes you think back then you might be able to get away with something like that with a fine. Nowadays they wouldn't even put your film out for release i don't think you could get away Probably with that not. at all well like you said it is still banned in places so but it that's, makes sense. i guess that's the difference between cruelty to animals and watching the hunting channel where you can see like a deer or a turkey get shot isn't that weird it it's is the same thing it is right uh i don't know exactly what the stipulation there is maybe it's just because one is for entertainment purpose and the maybe. other one is a sport hobby or feeds people but they did eat it on screen so I don't know. That's weird. Well, I don't want to. Slaughterhouse videos have been banned for a long time because nobody wants to see how the sausage gets made. I don't really want to get into the. Yeah, the we're we're in the weeds politics again. of we're it. We're in the but... weeds of the Green Inferno. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a lot more than I thought I was signing up for, and I I wanted to have seen it. I wanted the knowledge of what the movie was was and you got to it go under through your it. Belt. I'm proud of um, you. But yeah, like the turtle was the beginning, man. Like it, and it, I think that it was also really, I mean, I don't want to say that it was super creative because the, the kids were the real monsters kind of, 
because that's not creative. We see that all the time, but for the time, I feel for like that probably yeah. wasn't always the case. They made like you see what the kids do and how messed up their actions are, and you're like, right. So, like going, I guess I'll just speak from my experience. Going in, I had no idea that was going to be the case, and I, like I said, I watched Green Inferno first. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're going to this place where all these cannibal people are going to kill you all. Uh, and then I saw what was really happening and I was like, oh, so like it really did blow my mind when that twist came around. I kind of think it's a good thing that Eli Roth made that movie just to get more people interested in some of the older movies like that. Yeah. And I really appreciate that he did not use the same twists and stuff in his movie that he just actually his movie is a lot closer to Cannibal Ferox, which you haven't watched. And you don't, I don't think I'm really, going to. You, you don't I, need to. It's it's another one from a lot around the same kind of lines, but uh, there's yeah. a little bit is a little bit less gore in that one, and a little bit more like uh, I don't I don't want to say like native abuse kind yeah. of stuff going on. Like they're they're still treating the natives like shit, and it comes back to bite them in the ass. But yeah, it's it's one of those movies. I think everybody that's a horror fan needs to needs needs to see it eventually. You were talking about House of Wax and oh, like I was just waiting for these kids to die. They weren't really that likable. And then you watch a movie like Cannibal Holocaust, and you're like, you know, this sets the new bar for these kids really need to die. Yep. But then even then, though, when you see them die, it's so horrific that it's like. Not Man. like this, <laughs> right? <laughs> like the the girl, the female. Oh my gosh, that was that was brutal. Yeah, so, that was. Uh, I, I told you at work about this. That was the story behind that movie. Is when it came out, the director and producer were actually arrested, and they were in a jail cell until they could prove that those kids were still alive. Yeah, that's what you said. Because people thought in some countries that this was an honest-to-God snuff film that had somehow found its way into theaters. That's got to feel good from a director's standpoint. Oh, yeah, they love it. That. Yeah. And then nowadays you have like stuff like The Blair Witch that pulled off almost the same trick like 30 years later. You can't do that anymore with the internet. No, no, it would be technology. really hard. Yeah, well, like... there are things that people do called ARGs, where uh, it's an augmented reality game where somebody will figure something out with like a code in a YouTube video and that leads to a website yeah. where there's something. It's like an internet scavenger hunt that looks like it could be like a real weird, creepy thing going on. Like I showed you that thing about uh, what was the thing I sent you over the the quarantine when I was talking about that that channel Nexpo. Yeah. And they had that whole video from the creator of uh, Channel Zero that made that whole thing about the moon. Yeah, you're just like, uh, what did you say to me that made me feel like, oh my god, what am I getting into? You were like, I'm not responsible for any right. something. It was that cartoon, man. That I'm thing like... messed me up. But that's another thing you guys can look into if you uh, if you look around enough. But uh, what, what was the some of the other ones that you were talking about so the fog and prom night um uh, yes so i'll talk about the fog first i thought the right off the bat i was really impressed with the fog i thought it was really cool it's like the so way underrated. that the creatures came out of the fog and everything and that first kill area with the guys on the boat yeah that was really cool and i was really impressed with it um 
I do think though that it kind of like it started really strong and then it kind of died down a little bit. Yeah, like it it was really dry for a long time for me. Um, no pun intended. Do, given so that do the, you believe? The ocean. Do you believe the Jamie Lee Curtis Tom Atkins uh, romance going on? I yeah yeah no. You're talking about their like intimacy. Yeah, that was <laughs> just where she she gets picked up hitchhiking by Tom. Atkins, yeah, and then they and the first up. thing the first <laughs> thing she asks him, "Are you weird?" Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty weird." It's like, okay, the last guy that picked me up wasn't weird at all. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Like, I like I liked it, but. I thought I was really going to like it, it based on like the first couple parts and then and then it kind of lost me. Well, it was it was 80s. Yeah. They, uh, they had to mix in some some romance and some stuff like that with a lot of their horror, but it's surprising that it came from the same people that made Halloween. Yeah. Same John Carpenter, Deborah Hill, all the people, a lot of the people were responsible for making this movie too that uh they they used a lot of the same kind of concepts yeah from halloween i mean jamie lee curtis is in it yeah that's the first thing i noticed but i thought that adrian barbeau was probably the best character in that movie she's the the radio dj oh yeah i loved that character and how she just her voice on the radio was the one thing trying to say people get stay away from the fog get out of the fog but i also um when I was in school, the remake came out, and I, I know that's panned. A lot of people hate it. I never watched it. That's one that I enjoyed it a lot when I was a kid. So I'd be interested to see, having seen being older now and having seen the original, going back, if I would still enjoy it or if I would be like, yeah. Um, I'd be curious. I've never it, watched it, so I can't have an opinion on that one. But it starred Tom Welling, who played Superman in Smallville, hmm. and uh, uh, Maggie Grace, who played Shannon in Lost. So, like, I know the actors and actresses in the remake, too. So, I don't know. I'd like to rewatch that. Part of me feels like I might not enjoy it as much as I used to. But... I'd have to give it a watch at all, yeah. Um... And then Prom Night, I really did enjoy. And I hated the remake. Yeah, I'm so, there with you. The Prom um, Night remake was horrible. I saw the Prom Night remake in theaters when it came out, when I was in school. And uh, I just remember thinking that it was really dumb. Like, like any time you thought something was going to happen, like, like a character would go off, it would happen. There was no, like, fake-outs. There was no, oh, is this... It's a very cookie cutter kind of horror movie, and it showed that who the killer was right off the bat. It was the teacher guy, yeah. right? Like he, he was in a relationship with one of the students, and so, and that has one of the same problems I had with Slumber Party Massacre, which was okay, but it yeah. shows who the killer is right away, and I'm like, well, that's why your your character didn't blow up because yeah. it, we see your face, but the right? second one. Is really where Slumber Party Massacre came into its own. I've heard that it's really weird and it's got is. a guitar murder oh, weapon. Oh, yes. And... It's not just a drill, it's a drill on the end of an electric guitar. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. That one's just, it's pure cheese, but you know, it's one of those Friday night with a bunch of friends kind of movies. 
Yeah. You, you make fun of this one when you watch it. But Prom Night was really smart. Uh, I didn't expect that. And it. I thought I knew who the killer was, and I was wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people say that the first time going in. I don't want to spoil who the killer was, but I will spoil who I thought it was. I thought it was the dad. Yeah, you know, I could see that. Uh, my first, if I remember right, my first watching of it, I thought for the longest time that it was Jamie Lee Curtis. Really? Until towards the end of the movie. I'm like, okay, well, it can't be her now. So, yeah, I mean, it was impressive. Um yeah, I don't want to spoil it, so I don't want to talk about it too much, but I did enjoy Prom Night. That's another one I'm curious if I went back and rewatched the remake, if I would still hate it. Yeah. Like, I'm just curious how solidified are my opinions of these movies? Because, like, I watched them so long ago. What if I watched... I hated Quarantine, the, the American release of Wreck. And I'm like, I wonder if I went back and watched that, if I would still hate it, or I wonder if I don't feel the way that well, I did then. I mean, look at how it turned out with 13 Ghosts. I mean, yeah. I thought that was like a great movie when I first watched <laughs> it as a teen, and now I go back and watch it, I'm like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. Was I smoking? Well, I know what the answer to that is. But <laughs> you, Well, you were, so... <laughs> I mean, it made everything a better movie. Uh, I've got, I've got one that I can pull off the top of my head that I actually did watch a movie that was one of the I've never seen this movie and I should probably watch it and we've discussed it before but it's always been in hushed tones and like that's the one movie I would never watch okay you might know what I'm gonna say I don't I I hate to even admit that I did it because watching it felt like committing a crime uh oh what was it? I watched a Serbian film. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have no words. Uh, During your quarantine you watched this? Yeah. Because I'm just like, you know what? If I don't watch it now, I'm probably just never going to get around to it. Uh, for one, really hard movie to track down. Probably for a good reason. That's a found footage film, right? No. It's it's not. It's scripted. It's uh, Oh, okay. It's basically a story of a retired porn actor that gets uh, contracted by this millionaire to make a series of films. So he signs the dotted line and he's going to get, they never say how much money, but just enough that he never has to worry about money again. Okay. Uh, and that's as much as I'm going to say about the plot of the movie. You could it probably, just keeps going downhill. You could probably put together where it's going. It yeah, it has very. Uh, so what was that movie? I know we talked about it before. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen sins. sins. Very Thirteen Sins. That's a kind of vibe compared to right. This one. I'm not. I'm not comparing it in the scale. No, but it's of the yeah. Things, it's, but it's you're 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 you, in for a penny. You're in for a pound kind of thing. And movies like that always kind of like exhaust me because I'm like. You know, if the first thing you didn't want to do it, you're not going to want to do it by the end. And especially that 13 Sins movie, because if he didn't do it, the thing that he got, he didn't get anything. Yeah. I'm like, you might as well drop it now, but you keep going. Well, and this I'm one, like, it's a little bit different because he has that same kind of reaction. Like, at one point, he's like, I'm out. I'm done. I don't care about the money. I'm leaving. But they don't let him. You don't get that. You get out that easy. Apparently, you, you sign your name on the dotted line, armed men come and get you. 
So uh, he he can't get out. I mean, you choose that or death, right? Yeah, but not just for him, his family too. And that makes it harder. Yeah. I get it, but it's... I will yeah. say, uh, I will not recommend this movie. I will. <laughs> I would not recommend this movie to anyone. Yeah, and I not know this, a good watch. This is a meme online, is uh, non-horror people asking horror people, hey, what's a good movie to watch? And they say a Serbian film. Because they just want to traumatize they don't somebody. Know what they're getting into. They want to traumatize somebody as much as possible. And this is, I could say unequivocally, like not worst as in quality wise, but worst as in this movie is fucking evil. Dang. Don't watch this movie. That's pretty bad. Of all the movies <laughs> I've watched. Coming from an atheist. <laughs> no. This, this movie is fucking evil. Uh, avoid at all costs if you really want to go and that, then some people like me I mean I can't help myself I want to watch fucked up shit I really I'm not going to watch it you just heard me talk about Green Inferno no I mean <laughs> I would I would show Green Inferno for a first grade class of children please before don't. I would before I would go back and watch a Serbian film again myself please, please don't do that <laughs> uh yeah, uh, the the only other movies that I had on my my list of movies, my list of popular films I haven't seen yet. Uh, dare I mention them? I do have The Stepfather still. All right. Which I really do want to see that movie. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm a really big Lost fan, and Terry O'Quinn is the the stepfather, and I want to see it. And then I also have Halloween 2 or 3 or like any of the the Halloween, <laughs> Halloween 2 is worth a watch but 3 man come on you got to get down with 3 I know. 3 you I can watch it any time you don't even have to watch 2 first <laughs> I haven't seen it Oh Tom Atkins my man <sighs> at his finest This is why we made the I don't know <laughs> This is why we can't talk about this we can't have nice things no, I, after I've watched a Serbian film, it's all changed. It's, it's all just, over. It's all over now. I've got. I might got, as well watch the audition now. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing on Shutter that's going to traumatize me. I've I've seen the worst there is to see. So I guess that's that's my my closing note. If I'm going to have one here today, is yeah. if you really just want to go all out and just see the darkest corners of man, you can do that. But you're going to bring some of that darkness back with you. You can't just leave it there. So if you open the door a crack, some darkness is going to slip out. Jonas hasn't been the same, you guys. <laughs> no, it, that movie gave me corona. Oh I'll just my go gosh. out of the limb. It was shortly after. <laughs> no, I, was, I think I watched it after I was already sick. But I'm going to say it did. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and that's a good enough note to end on for me. I don't think I have anything else. Uh We've taken up several hours of you guys' time. So, oh, you guys uh, loved it all, though, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope somebody loved it. Uh, all those movies that we watched and that we just wanted to share with you guys. Uh, Some good recommendations in there. If, uh, if you guys need any uh, personalized picks, uh, you know, as in picking out movies for you, not like uh, selfies. If you guys, if you guys want any any he's personal signing, picks, he's signing photographs. I'm gonna be at uh, yeah Knife Shift Con coming this summer. Oh my god! It'll be the only convention open. No, hey, I, what I was gonna say is, if you guys want to hit us up on social media, 
I'm at McKeever Jonas. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find our uh, Knife Shift podcast Twitter. Uh, yes, ours is at Knife underscore Shift. You can find us there. Talk to either one of us. And you can also find us on YouTube, The Knife Shift. Uh, we will be posting these and maybe some other content if we get around to it. This uh, Corona stuff, this COVID lifts, that'll help. But uh, uh, also, I just want to throw this out there a little bit. We're going to do some research into it. But if anyone knows any loopholes or ways around uh, sharing sharing uh, Reddit stories, scary stories, or anything like that, that are shared to the internet. We had some trouble contacting the the people that make the posts, uh, not getting any any feedback on if we can use it or not. A lot of them have throwaway accounts, so it's kind of hard. So, I think they might be doing that on yeah. purpose so nobody starts trying to steal their stuff. Well, we don't we don't want to use things that people don't want us to use, but uh, we also it sounds like fun. We want to do it. We want to share some scary stories with you guys. Yeah, it's uh, an open casting call. If, you, if you're if you a writer, send us something spooky, and uh, you might just hear it on the channel one day. Yeah, you know, you want to write something yourself, that's great too. Um, but right now we're just looking into the small details to make sure we don't get in trouble if we're going to share some stuff from online. But uh, until then, I don't really have anything else. So uh, No, I'm just wishing everybody the best. Uh, hang in there. We're all going to make it through this thing on the other side. Yeah. We're going to clock out. This is Jonas, and I'm clocking out of the knife shift. This is Jesse. I'll see you guys later. Take care. Clocking out.